what's going on, um, I feel fucking a little bit better, um, than the last time, um, I was exhausted from the AEW stuff and all the fucking uh, discourse, and then, obviously, w w when you've been in a pandemic for so long and you've already been fucked over, I, oh, I feel I've been fucked over for the last, like, 12 years or so, right? Like, a high fucking level. And it's, like, you know, cost me my fucking mentality and cost me, you know... I don't know, it's cost me, like, you know, just me just losing my fucking mind and shit, you know, it's cost my whole fucking, you know, um, just a lot of opportunities and all that type of shit, and then when you get social again or something like that, you know what I mean, and you, and you just feel like you're fucking left out, like all your horrible fucking thoughts just fucking pile on, and you don't know who to really trust anymore, really. Because, you know, like, any limited fucking gathering you're going to, like, you're not going to see them for, like, the main shit that, you know, that caused celebratory shit going on, really. Unless unless I'm, I'm meeting with them in, in in my fucking, in my dream world or some shit, I don't fucking know. Maybe that's one saving fucking grace that I fucking have that, you know, is my back pocket. Our dreams are some fucking alternate reality or something, I don't know. Maybe that's why I live in this fucking, you know, this little... Little this little fucking uh, echo chamber of mine, just like everyone else has an echo chamber, but they have you know some more members in their echo chamber where it doesn't seem like it's an echo chamber. It just seems like oh look, regular people are you know conversing when you know everyone's literally a sociopath on some fucking level, right? So I don't know. Sometimes I fucking lose my fucking mind. I lose my fucking cool. I don't know if people I know fucking have my best interests at heart. I don't know if the people are fucking with me. I don't know if uh, you know people are planning my fucking you know a, a fall. You know they kept me at a level for so long, and then if I rise up, that you know, and they're not getting anything out of it, they will fucking you know enact fucking some revenge on me or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like it's a never ending cycle. And then constantly being in that mind frame of like, and, and, you know, questioning every single fucking person. You can't be vulnerable because once you're vulnerable in front of fucking people, they fucking know how to press your fucking buttons. They know, because again, they have backup. So when they have backup, they, you know, it, it doesn't seem like they're doing anything fucking crazy or irrational or fucking, you know something fucked up, they're doing it out of the fucking guise of, oh, look, I'm being enabled by people behind the fucking scenes to, um, to, like, basically fund my shitty fucking behavior, and then because someone like me doesn't have any fucking backup whatsoever, um, you know, on a social fucking level, then people can, you know, obviously gang up on me and tell me I'm the one acting crazy and shit, and that's, like, the type of mentality that exists if you're not playing ball, because, you assume if one somebody has super loyalty to other fucking people and they're palling up with other people, that's suddenly the kiss of death for me. That means that no matter what fucking happens, they're going to fucking back up that person, no matter what. And we work in politics that way. You know what I mean? P people don't actually want to fucking be the people that they say they are. They fucking just want the perception of looking like a good guy. Why you're letting the fucking far right wing fucking assholes, you know, get away. This is why they're fucking winning and they're dog pocket dog dog walking a lot of these fucking liberals. I don't wanna fucking say that shit because I don't know the liberals do such a pretentious job on the fucking surface. Maybe, you know, they're doing it on purpose so people think they're fucking weak when, you know, maybe they're actually fucking stronger behind the fucking scenes and not the social media behind the scenes or real behind the fucking scenes. 
And then, you know, again, because, like, nothing is clear-cut anymore because people keep using the 90s and 80s aesthetic of cor- of corporations and you can only be someone that's not not associated with a corporation on the surface to be someone that's a genuine voice. Once you're in the fucking system and you're going to have fucking discredited shit against you, anything good you fucking say is not going to fucking matter because to a portion of fucking people out there, they're not going to fuck with what you say. And I feel like by design, they're showing you that shit on fucking purpose where everyone is taking L's constantly. And then all we're doing is piling on the fucking L's because everyone's taking an L. Like, literally, like, your job as a celebrity or a public figure is now to look like a fucking idiot. And they know they look like fucking idiots because who wants to be known as being a fucking dumbed-down guy when you're supposed to think they're fucking smart? But it's like, that's part of the sports entertainment because everything now has become sports entertainment on a certain fucking level. Like, literally, like, our fucking our tra- our tragedies and our trauma are literally fodder for exploitative reality show fucking bullshit that goes on in the fucking system. And people get mad and people become brands and because you're exposing the brands and how people are either just for stuff that they're only associated with, they have incentive to fucking defend, they have some type of financial ties to it, so they have to fucking... <coughs> Sorry. They have to defend fucking certain fucking things. You know what I mean? Even if the thing is not like the best fucking thing, but because they are, you know, tied in with it, they have to. It doesn't mean that they're bad fucking people. It just means that, you know, it just shows you that no matter what faction or what fucking cult you're a part of, you're going to have to do your due diligence to fucking find an angle for them to defend it with. Because these people who, you know, and, and that's why I get fucking kind of frustrated when people, I feel people are testing to see if I like certain things because they want to know that, if, because 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 they're the ones that are partaking in, um, in some of the work for it. And it's like, just tell me you're fucking doing the work there. Don't fucking tell me, you know what I mean? Don't try to fucking lure me in. To, to, like, you know, basically trick me into fucking doing that. Because once someone does that, then I fucking don't give... I give non-fucking answers. And I, I, I rather them not... Fuck, you know what I mean? Like, like, like whether something is funny or interesting or compelling or whatever. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like there's no point of even having discussions like that. Because everyone's, like, literally a fucking brand now. Just look at the whole, like, you know, st- Star Wars racism shit that's going on. Again, I watch Obi-Wan again. I, I watch it out of habit because I've already seen, like, a lot of Star Wars, so I might as well just watch some of the Star Wars, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's an interesting time. It's right after, like, the the, the, the third, the, the episode three, where, like, now you're finding out, what, like, um, where Darth Vader, like, you know, Darth Vader becomes, you know, uh, you know, you find out that he's actually alive because they think he's dead and all that kind of shit. I can't memorize all the fucking characters or all the fucking planets. It becomes too it too becomes too gimmick for me to un- understand it. But I I I'm always curious to see the rise of a fucking big heel that you know, you know because because like you know, because because the only other uh, pre prequel that I can remember uh, is the is the uh, for, not not uh, Rogue One was the one where you get to see him finally be in action after the events of Episode Three, right? But this is right after where you find out he's there, so that's gonna be interesting to see that, you know. But like you know, but 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 it's like star, but like people are now pointing out that you know because Star Wars is putting out, um, 
And I know what this represents, okay? So Star Wars is putting out that there might be some racist remarks made. So is it going to expose that that the people behind in Star Wars or Disney are uh, are also kind of marketing it? Like they know that there's going to set up fucking audience members to do that. So it, it makes it seem like you're deflecting any criticism of the performances are going to be drummed up to racism and all that kind of stuff? Or does it represent that, like, in all these institutions that exist? And this is why I point out delegations and fucking uh, factions that exist behind the scenes where the, the, the more power you have, then you can create a faction. Like, for example, like anything, like, anything that the fucking people from Sopranos did would probably go to their Sopranos faction because once you start out as a fucking, like, a, a show where it becomes, like, bigger than life... And then, the, like, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia have their own faction in the system, kind of, right? They created Always, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They probably have, like, some entertainment power behind the scenes where now they can go and fund people to go into other movies or other fucking, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like that. So, like, I look at, so I look at, like, different institutions have different factions, have members in it. And that's probably why you see some quote-unquote, even though it's, like, uh, presented under limited fucking guys, uh, th th this is why you see certain fucking, uh, you know, uh, people who are supposed to be progressive, like, always kind of, like, get disappointed when the corporations are not doing something that's super progressive or whatever, right? And you're, and so, like, it gives you this 90s aesthetic of, like, why would you be begging for a co corporation to do that? While the fucking right wing calls out these corporations for the wrong fucking reasons... And they're able to convince people that they're going to a new route of going to the to going going in a, in a in a grassroots movement, even though there's never really a grassroots movement like like the, yeah there's genuine underground shit whatever right but that's always still kind like like they have more freedom but that's always at the end of the day funded by lo people who can't say that message on their platform so they have like so that's why i say that some of these fucking democrats on the surface they're never going to get better on the fucking surface they're going to keep getting fucking worse but would it shock me if they're also funding fucking portions of the grassroots on the left because they know that they got to be called out and you know what i mean because they're part of the fucking system the the the, the stuff that they're doing on the surface is not really like, you know, their personal fucking choice. It's like, you have to be that kind of fucking person, you know what I mean? But they have enough discredited shit about them and their achieve the of what they've uh, accomplished in a bad way on, on the surface that you're going to focus on the fucking resume purely, even though there's stuff beneath the fucking surface. That's why I say it's not all clear-cut. This is not me, like, praising corporations, but don't fall for this fucking notion that, like, people who are anti-woke anti and anti-SJW, because, like, they're calling out a corporation and they're, you know what I mean, they're, they're doing it, don't think that they're being fucking safe because they're being funded by factions in those corporations that are building and um, building uh, uh, the anti-woke stuff. That's what, you know what I mean? And then the, and the, and the, and the progressives... And people on the left have to look fucking, you know, um, like the, their sellout moments or like their shilling kind of becomes way more fucking obvious. And it becomes people uh, because like the thing is like when you when you don't disclose what you're doing 
and you're trying to pretend you're a progressive, but then you're also associated with these corporations and all that kind of stuff. People are going to get more mad at you because you're supposed to be... Like, it's, it's not surprising for a right-winger to be on the fucking, you know, on the fucking wrong side of fucking history. But then it looks like, you know, on the surf... But just by on the surface fucking standards that some of these people are aligning with corporations and you wonder, what, like, why you, like bowing down to a corporation to give a progressive fucking view, you know what I mean? But to me, it represents maybe different fucking factions want, like, like for example, for so long in, t- in television entertainment, they have normalized, like, sophisticated, r- more right-leaning fucking stuff going on. With, like, not, 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 like, typical, like, traditional Republican fucking uh, aesthetic. More so the... Um, more so the fucking new way of doing right-wing fucking shit where you're kind of edgelordy a little bit. And that's making a comeback. That's been making a comeback since the fucking Trump shit has been going on. It, well, it amplified to a whole other level. While it's building and building because they thought that the limited progressive shit that you're seeing on the surface during the 2010s, or no, to, like the late 2000s and the, late, and the early 2010s and all that kind of stuff, People thought, like, that was, like, oh, my God, this is getting really, really bad, even though the overall trajectory was leaning into a right direction. So, and this is why people on the right can look anti-fucking authority, because they've been training people for so long with what they call this entertainment, like the fucking shock jock shit, like like, like the Howard Stern special, essentially. A new form of fucking conservatism, basically, without even fucking realizing it. That's why, like, you know what I mean? So, so to me, it, to me, when, whenever anyone's getting mad about fucking, you know, the, the Netflix shit, it's because there's people who have factions that have people in these corporations that can at least get some of their message out because whatever, like, they make, they're bringing back money for their fucking, like, for their, for their fucking crew. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know how, like, all the people in Sopranos bring back money to Tony, basically? It's like, whatever institution or faction or delegation you're a part of, you're bringing back money, even if it means you gotta be a race hustler on some fucking level in the system. Because everyone's gonna be a hustler for something. But they always point out anyone that's woke that like that, that that's the biggest offense going on. And I think because the, the the woke people are supposed to be for the people, that if you're doing something that's not ethical and you know what I mean and, and you're fucking being the voice of calling out right wing shit, people are gonna assume you're a hypocrite. And I think by design now people are supposed to be be shown as being hypocrites. It's become part of the discourse where all all, all day, every day you're pointing out somebody is a fucking hypocrite. It's, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's all it's, it's hypocrite. Oh, look, this person is calling out uh, Takashi 69 but he ended up snitching himself. You know what I mean? People think that they are discovering plutonium by fucking pointing out that you're a hypocrite or you're pointing out people taking fucking L's and shit. And it, it, it's always funny that, like, some of these people that started out as underground personalities who spend their time calling out established sellouts in the fucking liberal world and all that kind of stuff, or in the, like, neoconservative world and all that, they eventually start becoming their own sports entertainment personalities, and they, rel- and they fucking use their past cred of stuff they've said in the past 
to now fucking, you know, cement, like, oh, that must mean that they're keeping it real right now. But some of these underground personalities started underground, and it goes in all kinds of fucking flavor. They end up being the people that end up being sellouts because they've pointed out the obvious fucking uh, sellouts. Who, you know, I mean, even the, 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 the obvious sellout is designed to be the obvious sellout, and he or she um, then, you know, uh, you know, still has some good in them with their overall messaging, but there'll be something that ties into them that fucking discredits them. And we live in that kind of reality show world, basically. I, I actually, maybe that's why I've been fucking, uh, um, by default, have eased, eased my way back away from television and movies and all that kind of shit, because maybe now I'm looking at, you know, the grand view of how the stuff is marketed. And maybe I want to fucking, you know, I, I have these ideas to make a fucking show where you kind of like, you know, expose the nature of how things are marketed. And maybe you do a scenario where, okay, what, what event fucking made people realize that this was going on, that now it's just going to be the standard of life, basically. You know what I mean? So you'll have like ways of different factions, different delegations, doing sports entertainment and all that kind of stuff, but like in a mafio, mafioso way as well. Where you, you don't have to make hits, you can just embarrass people because being alive with mental torment is worse, especially when there's fed, fed, the different people in different in different parts of like you know the feds or like in in, in the doctor's office or in, you know lawyers in the, in the justice system whatever. There's people from different factions that represent different fuck you know from like the, there are people from 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 the different factions that are in these institutions. That where you kind of use it for your own fucking leverage, and, and different people are feuding with each other. I'm thinking of one way you would, uh, you know, make this realization happen. Like, the, like it would be like a, a comedian who died. He ends up being caught for faking his death, but like he then mark, marketed controversy about himself. It would be someone who's a bleeding heart liberal, and he's been a clean cut person, and he dies, and he has like, because the Norm McDonald shit fucking gave me. Uh, I didn't watch the Norm McDonald shit, but apparently he did a, um, you know, a post a post death fucking comedy special. Which makes you think that maybe he's actually fucking alive and he's just doing it on Zoom somewhere. But he's making it seem like, you know, it's more masterful, even though he might be, he might actually be alive. Like, a lot of these celebrities might be fake. Maybe that's the next scandalous thing that you find out that some of these dead celebrities are actually alive, maybe. But the whole thing, the whole premise would be started that, like, you'd find this bleeding heart liberal is a full-out Klansman or a full-out fucking, like, edgelord person who is then going to, like, exp- like, exp- like, express who he is. Like, who who he's trying to... Like, the, like maybe he's not really like that, but this is, like, his new way of going to the right-wing side and, and, and uh, you know, and, and making their factions fucking, you know, m- more more profitable. But he would be somebody that, like, just does a bunch of racist material and, like, exp- expresses his opinion about, like, every minority group, every every marginalized group and all that. And then, and, then, and then the commentary would be that, like, different other factions reacting to this to use their fucking puppets to then fucking be sports entertainment characters, you know, to basically denounce this, even though it might be in a limited capacity and all that. You know. I got good ideas, but too bad I don't listen to this. I mean, people who listen to the podcast will probably steal this idea anyways, you know what I mean? That's what they do. But as long as it's out there, as long as there's proof it's out there, you know what I mean? You know, don't be surprised, though. Because, like, people will downplay, um, 
people will downplay like for example like the whole system in general like people always go oh well you, you know you you don't get any rewards for being a good person for doing the good thing you're supposed to do the good thing but it's like no when 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 the system behind the scenes is giving people incentive to like you know maybe pretend to be good people but then do awful fucking things and ruin people's fucking lives it's easier to actually fucking sell out and fucking do that even though your aesthetic will look fucking nice right it's actually harder for fucking people to actually not be fucking manipulated because do from the from the get go whatever it would te- whatever entertainment you're watching whatever fucking um, uh, political fucking circle you're following everything is designed to be manipulative you know what i mean some people are manipulating you into the good into the positive way or some people are manipulating you into the negative way but they're manufacturing consent so that's why when people now who are, are are entrenched into this entertainment stuff and you go oh my god i feel like i'm being held hostage it's kind of like they've like it's like the, the world of propaganda and entertainment and pe- people like people will be like well, who's forcing you to do this but it's like to function in the society you're gonna have to you you're hearing people constantly talk about every fucking thing that's going on like i could fucking go online and go okay well, i'm not gonna partake in any of this but the thing is because of every day online that there's people constantly getting into these fucking or constantly propping up system fucking narratives and even if it's like the, the, the a new conservative way of thinking and uh, and and uh, you know just limited fucking ways it's constant fucking manipulation and you know, and all that kind of shit where it does affect you because now you feel like okay well in order for me to feel normal i have to now fucking watch this stuff because it's all because it, every all this form of entertainment is now surrounding you and we and everyone's become a fucking caricature no one's actually a genuine fucking person there's like barely any genuine fucking people on this fucking earth anymore And then depending, and then when when different mafias in the system are need need to manufacture consent, they'll point out one of your hypocrisies, even though that's designed, and then they'll find just cause for this. It'll be like the system's way of attacking you, but you're manufacturing the masses' consent because now they're making it look like it's a moral issue on some fucking level, you know. And right wing are winning with that shit, and yet you know. But you see, but you see, the the right wing way of fucking uh, this new right wing way, like they're like like they'll have like really like over the top stupid shit, but then there's also fucking like some fucking type of quote unquote conspiracy that other people who might not be as political or don't think they're political, might go okay. Well, this makes a little much more sense a little bit in the, in in the conspiracy world because the the world is, you know, everyone by default is cheating and screwing each other over and all that. So why wouldn't the fucking accusation that the right wing is making about Democrats? Because the Democrats have, if I'm judging by on the surface, they haven't done anything. They co-sign a lot of the fucking bombing that goes on for fucking kids. Why would I have to fucking believe that the Democrats are fucking good people? If if you if you don't want people to fucking uh, believe the right fucking wing, then maybe some of the people on the progressive side or the Democrat fucking side, maybe do a better fucking job at fucking, you know, I don't know, uh, convincing people not to go to the right wing fucking atmosphere. That's why a lot of them fucking hate me because I could actually fucking change people's fucking minds if they let me, right? But I mean, I mean, it, 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 I mean, behind, I mean, they couldn't co-sign me on the surface because that now discredit me totally. You know what I mean? So it wouldn't really matter if I'm telling the truth. 
You see, it's it's all it's all manipulation and mind game perception. And then people don't fucking see that bigger fucking picture with that shit. Unfortunately, people just see that you know what we gotta argue about, what culture wars are we gonna perpetuate, and people want the world more in fucking chaos because people don't want actually actually people to actually live in peace for once in their lives at all. There's not, there's not designed for that. There's always going to be people that are going to buy default. That's why I'm saying when people preach about like spreading love and all that kind of shit, it's like, okay, I hope you have a better fucking game plan because um, spreading fucking love and peace and all that on, on the surface when there's like literal people, like that's a good message. That's a good message to have, but when but but when you're uh, you know when there's fucking far right fucking wing people that are fucking normalizing their their causes. And they're fucking normalizing ways that they can justify why they gotta fucking attack you for the way of your life and all that. Then what am I supposed to do? Spread love when a fucking Nazi is fucking coming to stab me in the fucking in the chest? And this is why nobody fucks with like like like, like liberal fucking type of people because on the surface you guys aren't offering fucking shit. Even if like behind the scenes you might be doing some good shit, but at some point like you know you're letting these guys fucking win. Like how long are you gonna keep letting the fucking far right wing win? They've taken over every cool part of entertainment now as well now, because now that's all that's left in the fucking quote unquote liberal atmosphere are these old people who like you. You know it's a good show um, that's on Hulu, but it's on FXX in Canada. It's the show Woke. Right now, because the show is called Woke, though you know it's going to be some limited shit. It's not going to be. And the thing is, it's trying. But like, it's one. Of the, it's, 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 I forget what the guy's name is. It's, it's, it's a black dude from uh, from New Girl. Like the guy who not 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 Damon Wayne's not Damon Wayne's Junior. Who was originally a part of the cast, but then he got is it Lamort? Lamort I don't know if it's something something Michaels, whatever. But he he he. Anyway, I always kind of like the I like the show New Girl. That whenever anyone from the cast does something, I kind of try to check out their stuff. But like that show, on a some level, is kind of exposing some of the shit that goes on behind the scenes on some level. With like some of the conspiratorial shit, but also like talking about delegations and all that. Even like, and main the world is like pro wrestling and all that. Like at least at least the second season has, you know what I mean? But I don't know. I mean, it is what it is, man. I don't know. The thing is, like with, with the whole Trudeau thing, right? Like, okay, at his core of core, I do think behind the scenes. I'm not saying, like, anything that's on the surface. People think, people because people think behind the scenes now is stuff that, that you know about it in social media or stuff they're reporting on, online and all that. With the call, okay, at his core, at his core, he could be quote unquote good or bad, like, you know, not as evil as whatever. And all the stuff that they have about him is probably like stuff that he was initiated into. Like he know, like he knows that he has to take fucking shit from like from people because he did blackface and all that. Like these people know that, you know what I mean? Like people think that oh look, we discovered this. This must mean he's really really embarrassed about it. But it's like yeah, he might be embarrassed for other fucking reasons and all that. But because like there's a right wing fucking far right wing side that's like leading the charge. On what's going on with Trudeau, even though the trajectory is like the trajectory of where the world is going is going to be more in a right leaning way, but if Trudeau is doing something, but they seem what they call tyrannical, 
then it's easier for them to make it seem like the side that's opposing Trudeau are going to be the fucking guys that are calling, that, that are trying to fucking save this country when they're going the same trajectory, but they're taking advantage of the sports entertainer in Trudeau being the face of it all on some level. See, if you explain like politics like that, and I know a lot of people don't want to because it would that it, it would mean that you have to actually, you know, give actual people some fucking hope and give them some thoughts. Even people who are who seem lefty, they want everyone to be like super fucking depressed every single element and have no hope in it. So if there's no fucking hope in it. Then what fucking then what's the point of even fucking pointing out what's evil and what's not then? If the world's just doomed and there's no fucking hope, there's nothing to do then, then what's the fucking point of that? It, it, it's, it's like, it's like people, people who, who have that, like, it's like they, they'll criticize and put people through parity test, yet they're, like, not disclosing what fucking good they can fucking do because they don't, because 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 even they're fucked up, they go, well, I gotta see if this person is, de-. like, they clear, they, they, they clear about innocent lives, but then they gotta fucking clear it and go, okay, well, I gotta fucking deem you, um, um, appear enough for my taste for me to fucking prop you up, and yet you're, you're just gonna sit there while more and more people are going. You let, some of your, you know, lefty friends become more fucking conservative. Don't call them out by fucking name. And then fucking, you know, and then pretend like, oh, I, I gotta be the be-all, end-all of who's fucking pure because I'm pointing out fucking neoconservatism and all that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, that, that doesn't fly either. And it just shows you that some of the people who pretend they're not, ma- they're, they're not mainstream because they call out a celebrity a time or two or call out mainstream politicians, it, it shows that you're not completely genuine and, and who's funding you and... And, and where fucking your like where your narratives are coming from as well like every single one every truth teller is fucking limiting the fucking truth on some level Like I, like, I, like, I don't know, because if, if far right-wing people have access to their guns that they're going to do, then what are fucking innocent people who are going to have to fucking self-defense from fucking white supremacy running amok on people? And you know what I mean? Like, not the obvious, over-the-top white supremacy that they promote to make you think that that's the only white supremacy and Nazis that exist. Like, other fucking, like, subtle fucking shit going on. But everything's like just everything's like taking L's nowadays. You know what I mean? Like even even professional wrestlers now, like I don't know what this represents with Paige defending Johnny Depp, because on the surface, if you're just judging it by regular situations, Paige, who's been in abusive relationships, could be seen as showing respect to somebody who's now being abused, who happens to be a male. But because there's also, like, you know, to me, it's like, it's it, this Johnny Depp and Amber Heard thing, even though it's like, it, this stuff happened most likely, right? It's like, it's, it's like they play their own reality show characters to do this stuff, to build up until they have to bring it up in a fucking trial. And then whatever happens with the discourse, it, see, again, it represents fucking different uh, factions of the gender wars and all that kind of stuff. So the feminist faction will have fucking angles that they can have to represent to put it in there and and then the men who have who have always who are like male feminists on some level will use Johnny Depp's example as oh I gotta side with Johnny Depp whatever right so it seems like the more right leaning fucking personality out there 
who are, get, are again, they're, they're using the obvious fucking, you know, theatrical shit, where, like, because, like, Amber Heard is not really, doesn't come across positively in this stuff as well. I haven't watched the actual trial shit, because I just know it's just more professional wrestling, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I never like to go into the specific details that they're putting out, because I know the details are already fucking planned out. My fucking grand view is looking at what the trajectory is of the overall thing, because whatever happens with celebrities, it normally ends up being something that gets used in the political world that affects regular fucking people, even though this is all theatrical. And now a lot of these wrestlers now are taking advantage of the political stuff because these people don't play by rules. It's like the new layers, because, because, because again, you as a regular person might be like, oh my God, why would you use domestic abuse and, uh, and all this as quote-unquote angles to, you know, because the Attitude Era is not in the product anymore. The Attitude Era is now in the discourse of what goes on because these people do not play by regular rules. Whether these situations happen genuinely, the reality show exploitation is going to be the people that um, that end up fucking creating more discourse out of it. It adds layers to them as human beings now. So now when they go and do the wrestling shtick, you're going to have that thing. Because look, Jericho's wife said, oh, the insurrection, right? Now, even though that's fucking bad, like Jericho knows he's not going to be playing by regular rules. He knows that people are going to socially condemn what he's doing. Maybe it represents that he's part of the right-wing fucking side now, but nothing's going to fucking happen to him. But he knows that people are going to constantly make those fucking jokes about him. Constantly make those fucking comments about him and his wife. So So now with fucking Paige supporting Johnny Depp, People then can use that as like her people who are gonna defend her. Hey, well, she's just defending somebody who's been abused, and she has. So how dare you question her, someone who's been abused before? But then some people are twisting it as that because Giant Depp's a bad guy. That of course Paige would be, uh, um, you know, uh, compelled to, um, you know, actually, you know, show sympathy to an abuser himself because she's been with a bunch of abusers. And some people would actually argue that since she's been in the fucking system as a kid. That she's because again these wrestling industries are like mafia themselves. I know people in the media or people who want to be fucking media heads don't ever want to ask. Like they just find that people start out fucking asking the tough questions, even people who are lefty circles and all that. And yet when they want to be a part of the system, they want to dumb down their fucking analysis about the corruption in pro wrestling. So it's like, there's no point of rooting for any of you to go and fucking make it if you're just gonna become status quo on the fucking surface. But, like, of course, you can't fucking call it out that, you know, some of these companies are orchestrating shit because these guys don't play by regular rules. And by keep presenting that, like, they, 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 they celebrities play by regular rules. That's why they, like, these celebrities laugh at most people because they think that, what they call, like, they think by them saying dumb shit and then we point it out that they're saying dumb shit or doing dumb shit that we somehow own them. Like, I'm not saying you shouldn't point out they're doing dumb shit or saying dumb shit. It's just they don't fucking really give a shit behind the scenes. Not, again, because people like to think that oh, because people love to believe they're watching a TV show on social media and they're playing the studio audience and fucking analyzing it like it's a regular situation. When none of these things, like this, is where the fucking sports entertainment has gone now in these real life situations. And you're gonna be like, well, these people are gonna exploit a real life situation like this and 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 make it part of like their on their, their their character and all that. Yeah, they 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 they're moving. They, they've been doing that for the longest fucking time. They've been doing that for the last ten years, especially. They've always been doing it, but like the last ten years have become way more fucking obvious with 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 social media being on the up on the up on the uptick, basically. 
People don't fucking, you know, want to see that, though, for some odd reason. Like, no matter what, like, like, for example, if Riddle was guilty of whatever he did, and he was just a regular fucking person, they already would have fucking had him behind bars, or they would have fucking fired him. It just feels like him being a problematic guy, too. It, it just, it, it's like, it's a, it's a requirement now to be able to fucking, um, to, like, you have to be problematic and take an L and socially for people to, to then fucking, uh, for you to get your push. And then when his career is at an end, then maybe something will happen where then that symbolizes that, oh, look, conveniently now we can call up more people that he may have fucked over. But his ex-girlfriend coming out and saying that him and Damien Priest are, um, you know, have threesomes with, like, some of these chicks and all that kind of stuff. And then she was insinuating that they're in in, in on it together. Like, all this controversy is coming out. Like, you go, oh, my God, this is all personal information coming out. And I'm I'm not saying that it isn't. All I'm saying is that, like, if you're seeing on social media, it doesn't mean that that isn't marketing uh, on a newer fucking level. Because they make it seem like the internet is the underground, and then when it gets when it gets referenced to on the fucking surface, then we're like, oh my god, they referenced this, and then we'll also be questioning them because like, oh my god, how dare you make something horrible like this a fucking storyline when these people don't play by those rules and they don't really give a shit. Of course, at the company on the surface, they're gonna say, oh no no, this is not our intent and all that bullshit. But it's like, dude, they don't they, they don't play by your rules. They're fucking exploitative. They fucking don't care. Like a lot of these institutions are the one organ this stuff and people don't like 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 Nikita Lyons she knows what she's fucking doing by fucking like doing like a fucking twerking thing twerking video and then she has a rap playing in the background and it's like a fucking it's like it's like a fucking uh gen it's like a fucking right it's like a patriotic it's like a patriot fucking rapper who's uh talking about storming the capital again and all that kind of shit like you know what I mean? Like it represents it represents that she's part of that delegation, the like on the right side. But because she's a because like the people, uh, the mafia system is protecting her, she'll be allowed to still function while we still fucking hate her because she's showing how much of a mega fucking person she is. But she's exploit because again it's going on in real life. But they're exploit they're exploiting it uh, for social media storyline because it's gonna play a part in their real life personas and it adds every because every time she's gonna be on the screen. Now you think every and everyone on social media thinks they're gonna be oh, oh oh my god I'm really owning her because I'm pointing out that she's a mega chick when like she wants you to probably know about that. It's like it's like it's like it's like literally every fucking everything is literally um like just designed to be, like all these like little promotions that are outside WWE as well. Like the, like it's like it's like it's like sports entertainment for them to like. Like do something that makes them a, like like you know like the Kratoria narrative, that's gonna like like while they're building up, they also look like fucking um, uh, memes and they, and they look like uh, fucking like you know cartoon caricatures online, constantly taking L's when constantly taking L's nowadays is the way to get dunked on and all that kind of stuff and still get buzz on some level. Like this the show by AOP the WES show, I forget what it was, what, what it stands for. But it got postponed. Now that's becoming an angle because wrestlers are pissed off that they now, you know, set out fucking t- set out fucking airfare for going to the show, and now they got and, and now they're missing other fucking dates and all that. It's like everything literally has to be designed to be a controversy or something like that. Like the company itself blaming the jub the the, the, the jubilee because of. I, I get, wait, 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 let me see. Hold on a second. W E S. Let me see what's going on. Uh. 
Try to look at W E W E S. Well, let's see. So yeah, so again, so what the call happened was the show that's being headlined by Alistair Overeem and um, Matt Matt Sure. But basically, some guy goes, if it wasn't for Chelsea Green, a number of people would be under assumption that the show was going ahead on Saturday. Indeed, tickets are still on sale this morning, with Venue themselves tweeting that they were um, of the understanding that the event was still taking place. So people are, like, are basically pissed off that they're fucking, you know, again, you know, it, it just feels like this is like the way to get, con- like you start off controversial and people are going to fucking hate you. So even though it will be, be a place where people can go to wrestle and all that kind of shit, it's now going to be to the internet fans something that, you know, oh, we're going to fucking make a mockery out of us on level. I don't know where it's going to go. I honestly did, I didn't think much of this show, I didn't think this was going to get much fucking viral storyline buzz online for the real life storylines. Um, in, in the, I just thought it would be a basic fucking indie show that maybe they're funding and all that, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, who's funding this fucking, like, you know, who's funding this fucking whole thing? Because they, they got all these, like, I'm not saying big name, but they got, like, Jonathan Coachman to come and commentate for it. So it had to be, like, something that's at least, like, kind of worthwhile on some level for someone like Jonathan Coachman, who has, like, an ESPN job, I think, right, still. You know, who would go here, you know. But people actually think that people leave WWE. Like, like yeah, officially you leave, but you're still, like, giving a taste to Vince McMahon. You know what I mean? Like, you're still... Like, 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 like that's why I say when people say they leave WWE, it's like they have, you know... I think one of the main fucking storyline yesterday, and even that has to be met with like, oh my god, you outed someone. But if this story came out and is designed to come out, that means the whole thing was designed to come out. Like no one, like unless you're telling me that the fucking storyline, fucking the the reality show, fucking producers of this fucking world decided to use this real domestic abuse okay um, situation between Jake Atlas and uh, Duke Hudson. What's his fucking... What was his name before? I forget what his, what his name... I think in WWE it was Brendan Vink. But Duke Hudson, whatever. I Apparently... I mean, I, I heard that that guy was actually, you know... I mean, like, you, you know how people... Like, again, some of these stand accounts online, they'll start spreading that... Like, starts, like, making a... Make, make, like, they'll make it seem like they're breaking this news, and they're like, oh, look, they're talking about backstage stuff, basically. But, like, on... But they're doing it in such a way where it's, like, not a big deal, but it's just out there that exists. People have been fucking pointing out that Duke Hudson has been whatever, right? So I, su- so I always assume that, okay, eventually... 
eventually. I didn't really mention it because I was waiting because I, I knew in my head eventually this would become like, it would become a whole news thing where then people are gonna like even the people that are shocked by, by who are gonna be like the more moral morally superior people are gonna be sports entertainers and act performative about it as well. Even though this is like designed for it to come out basically. Not not saying I agree with it, but if you look at if if you look at the way the fucking exploitative situation works, it makes sense of how this fucking how this goes down. So now that we have no, so now we assume that Jake Atlas is an abusive piece of shit, right? So they give us vague information on that. So now we're gonna fucking think that Duke Hudson is the fucking victim, but like now that these situations become news. And they become drama, and this is how you become a bigger fucking star by having a scandal that goes on. Not saying that this didn't really happen or anything like that. I'm just saying that like this could have been like either like they had they had the domestic abuse, and now the system is going to use it as a way to now fucking have real life compelling shit from each of these guys. Because these guys are not going to be you know Jake Allen won't probably do time whatever. If he does, it'll be like a limited fucking amount of time whatever and all that kind of shit for whatever he's doing, but they, these guys operate under a mafioso rules, so they'll probably, like, they'll be allowed to go do whatever they do, but you'll fucking keep hating them because he got away with something. But since everything's a marketed controversy, and there's gonna be more to the fucking story, maybe Jake Atlas isn't the one that actually is the abusive one and maybe fucking, like, the thing is, all these things are going to tie in somehow to, like, fucking company warfare. So, like, it wouldn't shock me if these storylines now go, these real-life situations that are being exploited for online discourse. And then, even though it's supposed to be online discourse, there's people online who are playing the role of, oh my god, I'm going to be the morally superior one by saying that this information shouldn't be out, even though the information is out because it's designed to be out there. Not saying it's right, I'm just saying if you actually know how this, how, how fucking, you know, how they're taking the attitude era and now bringing it into fucking social media thing, because no matter what this person does and they don't mention it in any of the programs or any of the, you know, any of the companies they're in, with the cold, that's always still going to be a fucking lingering thing that is going to be in your head about that person. You're not going to shake that fucking off. You're going to have, you're going to make your real life, you know what I mean? Because you're going to part of the, because they're going to do storylines. Like, for example, when um, GCW just had a fucking scandal of the whole COVID test. And then all of a sudden, the same week, GCW versus the people. You're like, oh my God. Well, isn't that ironic? With the COVID, they, they had fake COVID tests that were going to harm the people. And now, and now their comp, and now their show is called for the, against the people or something like that. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Once you know the fucking formula and the fucking science behind some of these things, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, for example, I, I, I hope fucking Duke Hudson is all right. Like, I hope, you know, like, the system doesn't, doesn't, use, doesn't use his fucking trauma or whatever he went through or whatever Jake, whatever, because Jake Atlas has mental illness as well. So, like, I, I wouldn't say that this, like, so, so the thing is, like, I want to hear what the fucking situation is before assuming that Jake Atlas is a fucking abusive piece of shit, abusive piece of shit, because you don't know what happened in, 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 in the situation. You don't know how much of this is also new ways of marketing controversy now because that's the world we live in. That's like the exploitative world we live in. While all the shill and stand accounts act like fucking studio audience members, fucking trying to you know help orchestrate the fucking narratives going on and all that. You 
You have no fucking clue what's happening with this shit. Just like with the MJF, like I'm not like Wade Keller did a whole little thing, and I, I tried to read it. I I couldn't read it because here's the thing. I'm looking at the overall grand view of where this is going rather than the details. So like, I, I get the minor details of, oh, they're meeting, he's flying to L.A. with a cold, uh, you know, there's a car contract extension. Let, let, me, let me see some of it. Hold on a second. She was the one quote Adam Cole, Christian Malachi, Black, Mark Henry. I mean, he's MJF, obviously worth more, has been worth more for the company. He's just not getting paid in, in near what. So they're bu- basically building a case for f- for the, this dispute that's going on, even though the whole dispute, like it's going to be a real life thing that plays out in the future, right? Like, but 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 it's also in the meantime, it's also going to be used as storyline. And part of me feels like, in the overall sense, this is going to be a grand view shit. That's like going to play out in other ways later on. But in the direct future, it might play out for the next time CM Punk and MJF feud. Because now you're fucking building up real-life situations going on. That when they bring this up in storyline, you're going to be like, Oh my god, can you believe they brought this up? Like, yeah, because it's probably designed for that. But I still think that maybe it'll be revealed that WWE's tampering with them. And then this is like kind of like a like you know because WWE is gonna go like, like their overall trajectory is going down, but they need a storyline way for them to kind of go down. So maybe this is a way of AEW out fucking smarting them on some level. While the meantime, like MJF could possibly end up going as well. Whatever it might create for a great dynamic of stuff going on. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? And then of course everyone's like, oh my god, but WWE let go all these fucking people, and now they're taking over stars that eight because the narrative of WWE taking over people that become big stars outside the company who've never officially really been in the company then come in basically there's like a bunch of layers to this shit and of course it's only limited you know what i mean they make it complicated and then of course people have to fucking always do their narrative of how can this be a work and they, and they limit the fucking narrative of how it can be a work because everything has to be playing out right and on, on, on the thing but this is why I don't trust a lot of fucking these media people who have become like, you know, people who are help facilitating the booking on some fucking level. Because aesthetically, MJF, like again, like I said, his whole character has the aspirations of Triple H and being a great, you know, Triple H and WWE type of fucking people. While CM Punk is aesthetically in the John Cena position, being the fucking fi- being the favorite of of Tony Khan, so MGF will have his beef with that. While CM Punk can point out that he's trying to do what he did, because MGF can say, "Hey, when Punk did this, it was cool, but when I'm doing it, it's not." Even though uh, MGF's aesthetic is not for the greater good, and it's just more to serve him on the surface, basically. Even though, you know, Punk is a fucking hypocrite and he's kind of being treated like John C- how John Cena is being treated by Vince McMahon, kind of, in a way. Maybe MJF will use an example of Punk not being for workers' rights. Maybe this whole thing is an, an overall uh, elaborate story. Again, even if this is proven true. And, they, and they'll make sure to adjust it so I don't get proven true. But even if it doesn't get proven true, you think anyone's going to give me fucking credit for, you know, seeing the bigger fucking value? This could be, like, you know, the the formation, the reformation again of the pinnacle by FDR being overly, you know, uh, obvious with their CM Punk love all of a sudden and all that shit. 
Because in, in the quote-unquote real-life discourse, you're just seeing it as Punk and FDR sharing their love for Bret Hart or something like that. Sorry, I don't know what I'm doing. So, 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 let me see the thread. So, what's it called? I can fucking, you know, let me see. Um, some of the quotes right here. He, MJF, got a substantial raise wise, but it's modest compared to the contracts of more than half a dozen free agents just in the last year AEW paid, including wrestlers nowhere near his stature as a top tier main event star in ratings draw. So again, like to, this is to give real life credibility to why MJF is gonna get a pay raise in his thing. It just has to be done in a storyline fucking way, no matter where he fucking goes. You know what I mean? Because again, if if guys like Mark Henry are making more than him, come on. This is what I mean. Even that's fucking kayfabe, in my personal opinion. I think guys from WWE are coming over under the table. Maybe they're actually being paid by WWE, but because like they, these guys all work together on some level, and it's supposed to symbolize that you know other people are going other places. Maybe this is a way you know, and, and officially you like whatever they want you to know, they'll know. Even if like, it, like there's different fucking people giving away different narratives, and this is why people you know what I mean I just look at the I look at it differently. This is all my fucking opinion, you know what I mean? But the cold because I believe even some of these old established fucking journalistic guys and the over-the-top fucking, you know, personalities, whatever, are the ones that are fucking now becoming, like, sports entertainment caricatures. And then and then, they, and then they get mad at you if you don't fucking think the wrestling media has any integrity. They get they get mad at the criticism over fucking getting mad at the how fucking shitty the fuck, you know, like, if you're, if you're a self-respected fucking journalist and all that kind of shit, you would probably want fucking your whole, the media outlet to, like, media outlets in general to have more integrity, not people that are fucking trying to be, be pally-pally with fucking the, the fucking Tony Khan and all that kind of shit. And, and they're like, fine, if you want to be fucking pal with fucking Tony Khan and all that, or, or Vince McMahon and all that, then you can't expect people to just buy everything that you fucking say. Like, if you, if you, if you just want to say that you want to fucking sell out and fucking become friends with some of these fucking people in the industry, then just fucking say that and leave it at that. Because now I have to play a role, I have to play a role in your fucking image by fucking pretending that you are, are, are being someone fucking completely genuine. And then, and then yet the fucking people in the media will literally fucking shit on fucking people for having quote-unquote problematic views while you're aligning with people who are already fucking organizing problematic fucking views. So how, how are you fucking any better than me? Just look at what, like, with, with, with Jeff Hardy, this whole this whole thing, whatever. People, again, this is why Attitude Era enthusiasts online, all they want Jeff Hardy to do is do crazy fucking shit. You, you overexpose the fucking guy so it's, with, like, his nonstop fucking matches already. Not presenting it, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, he, like I knew that, I knew this, that this run could be doomed because of how, like, you know, how fucking, like, uh, how completely obvious, like, they're trying to go with Matt Hardy becoming this good guy in an already story 
storyline that wasn't already uh like letting the world on fire you know what i mean like matt hardy should have separated from af from, from hfo like a month or two in general and then just started feuding with them for a while where you get some good guy fucking heat on him like good guy fucking you know uh feeling for him you know what i mean like you just kind of go oh he got fired now bring he got he got kicked out of his group now bring in jeff hardy if you had already established you know what i mean people would at least be getting into the fucking train of thought of like okay, now i'm seeing matt hardy as a fucking good guy whatever a little bit you know what i mean and and now all you've done is just give them a nostalgia run where like they're just doing non-stop matches like for no reason you had to have that own heart foundation match with over the top fucking craziness on it when you know that that shouldn't be the fucking case for a first round fucking match like you should be able, like, like you should be, like th- this is the thing that they take all these WWE guys and they o- they try to overexpose them a little bit more when you could fucking pace them out. Like you pay, you 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 make people, uh, you make pe- certain people not get airtime for the longest time, but you constantly have like Cole and Jeff Hardy and all these guys constantly on television when you could present Jeff Hardy as a legendary act where he doesn't need to wrestle every single fucking uh, disposable fucking match out there. Because it's me fucking saying, you know what I mean? And the thing is, like, there's no point of even arguing this with other people because other people have already aligned with the company. So they're just going to go with whatever the company says, even if, 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 if I'm making complete sense. They don't actually side with people that make sense on certain levels or, or see a bigger value. That's why everyone that you argue with online is basically part of a fucking different faction or different cult. And then whatever their narratives are, they're going to be putting that one online, basically. And I, I, I get tired of fucking arguing with people. I get tired of fucking conversing with people who, who, who don't want to fucking see the bigger fucking picture and just constantly want to be sports entertainers on their fucking own. Because that's what everyone ends up fucking becoming, a, a shitty fucking sports entertainer. It's not even that fucking entertaining. I need to get that off my chest before I fucking got into other fucking stuff, you know what I mean? It's gonna get fucking... I just wanted to, you know, get this shit out of the fucking way. I, I, I go on good rants, and I might kind of try to break it down in an easier way for people to understand. So at least it, it doesn't... Get, so maybe people who are kind of leaning towards the right-leaning shit, that the sophisticated right-leaning shit, you know what I mean? Because people can point out the obvious right-leaning shit and use the past and all that kind of stuff, but, like, not point out where the game has, like, has been far more fucking advanced, maybe. Who fucking knows at this point? Yeah. Everyone's a fucking hypocrite. Anyways, I'll, I'm going to take off and uh, go eat dinner, and then I'm going to, you know, I'll probably come back on June 1st for the fucking, you know, the, um, probably on June 1st for the recaps of Raw and NXT. It's going to be a brief one, whatever, you know I mean? I'm not really feeling the product really too much, to tell you the truth, but I'll do a fucking recap, and I'll read it half-ass, which is, like, now becoming, you know, 
folk, I, I mean, it's becoming, you know, an attraction of the podcast. Horrible recaps of someone that can't even speak English. It's 11, 10 p.m. Whenever I do the later, <laughs> the later loons fucking kill me. You know what I mean? It's like the kill. This, this sounds a little bit fresh. You know what I mean? But it sounds like you know one of those like, uh, like '90s like after school special music to go to transition into a next, <laughs> into a next fucking uh, <laughs> into the, into the next fucking thing. This podcast must be a trip because like you know one fucking hour before, like, when I'm recording at different times, like, you know, I'm all, I'm all, like, fucking, you know, pissed off and all that, and the next fucking minute, it's like, you know, it, it gives you, like, you know, what my emotions go through throughout the fucking day, basically. But, um, yeah, I, I got, again, before I get into the fucking, the, the recap, again, this is still May 31st, so I guess June 1st is when I'll do the recast most likely before AW Dynamite starts. But, you know, the other thing like, I want to mention about the Duke Hudson and um, Atlas thing, since, like, uh, since I see the, uh, it's, whenever these stories happen, and I see the usual suspects of uh, sports entertainment personalities who are loyal to whatever brand that they're fucking representing, whatever company they're representing, so I see the bunch of usual suspects that are already calling for Jake At- for TAW to tear up Jake Atlas's contract. Like, would it, okay, even if this happened, right? Wouldn't you want to fucking know what the fucking situation... Like, like a lot of these... Uh, this is how some of these people online are not really for actual fucking justice whatsoever. Because they don't, they don't even want to hear the fucking story of what happened. You're assuming that this is w- w- one incident. Like, you, you have no idea what's going on. Like, if Jake Atlas is an abusive piece of shit, okay, fuck him. But at the same time, when it comes from WWE shows co- constantly trying to fucking get um somebody fucking fired. First of all, if, if this is a system initiation, then no one's really getting fired. It's always going to be... It's going to be one of those things, okay, well, look, he got away with it for the time being. Tony Khan's not doing anything. But since it's, like, a bunch of shill accounts now getting involved with the trying to fucking pretend like they're, you know, so they can get fucking clicks off of being concerned, even though they're not really as concerned. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll use, maybe some people will use their own fucking um, experiences to then basically back up whatever other experience happened, but these industry experiences are not the same as what people fucking really go through. I mean, in, in some ways it is, but, like, it's way more orchestrated on, on, on this fucking kind of level. So now, since it's making it about companies versus company, because, of course, this is where the discourse always has to fucking go in the exploitative nature of it. And, and, and see, e- even the way that I'm covering it, the way that I'm fucking going about it, people will still poo-poo on that, even though I'm trying to fucking create nuance in what's going on with some of these fucking uh, public figures. And, and the reason why I'm creating this nuance is because um, people love to pretend like... Uh, like, they're standing up for fucking justice, even though, if you, if they really were, uh, until people call it the overall fucking system, 
that apply that you know creates these online controversies and online fucking sports entertainer characters online then you're not really doing shit to me in my personal opinion you can condemn something but you'll fucking still want to partake in uh being a part of the system that constantly um puts people in that position it doesn't it, it means to me that people don't actually want to actually you know uh they don't actually want to fucking solve what's going on. If you're already trying to fucking cancel somebody based off of, you know, again, we don't know the fucking story just yet. We don't know what narrative they're going to be putting out for this fucking story. Like, you don't want anyone to get fucking abused and all that kind of shit. And, 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 and there's a notion of people who are going to not take it seriously because it's a guy versus guy. How can you really be... You know what I mean? Because people have that mentality of how can a guy be fucking abused? And then people start making fun of that person. But, you know, you can be in an abusive relationship, same-sex fucking relationship. Women can be abusing a man and all that. But now these things, for the celebrity purposes, are basically designed for, you know everyone to now fucking become a, you know, it's it's like people say you shouldn't let the court of social justice, social media or public opinion, but the thing is the courts are already fucking, you know, disturbed already as is, so you're never really going to get justice from the court, so, I mean, on a social fucking level, this is like how these delegations and factions behind the scenes organize fucking, you know, um, in which way the culture can fucking shift, which way, who wins this fucking culture war this time, and then and their side behind the scenes will be awarded something. That's like the reason why they're so invested into it. And and it's not that, oh, look, they're calling out one thing, and they're, like, they're calling out one thing, and they think that they're fucking being um, super completely honest with everybody that's, you know, um, that's fucking consuming this information. Even the people are like, oh my god, you shouldn't out it. Okay, fine, but the system is the one that created this fucking whole thing. They're the ones that put the information out. They're the ones that are feeding some of these fucking media personalities out. So maybe fucking focus on that, but none of you will. But you'll just pretend to be a morally superior person that doesn't have any fucking solution to, this, to the matter. Because you don't want to fucking extract and give nuance to what's going on. But again, what, what, I mean, this is the era that we're in. We're, we're, we're in the era where everyone's a sports entertainer. Everyone thinks that they're, they're the main character in the fucking sitcom. Which means that they're probably the, the unfunniest fucking person in that fucking, you know, in, in, in that fucking space, basically. But of course, even, even this fucking trauma has to turn into, even this, tra- this trauma and tragedy has to turn into something that uh, becomes about fucking the company wars and all that. Which is what I fucking expected, because... Again, to most people, to people who want to pretend like, you know, oh my god, can you believe they're doing something wrong? It's like, yeah, this is a system. They do things. That's the default. When it's it's you pick and choose who did something fucking wrong, and then you point it at them when everyone else in the system is fucking doing something wrong. And then you know people who are pointing at you, then you can point at them about their hypocrisies and who they backed up. They won't acknowledge that. It doesn't make a fucking difference. All it is is a cycle of fucking blaming people and nonstop going on. Even though, you know. But 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 again, this is what happens when people downplay the entertainment aspect. You know what I mean? Because the entertainment shit can fucking affect people. I mean, just look how they're fucking using it right now. 
in 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 a in, in a more sophisticated way by doing quote unquote real life controversies that may have been initiations and fucking like you know the 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 stuff that you have to go through in the system and then they'll gimmick it up in whatever way they want to gimmick it up. Like if if you can point out the Top Gun, like because because like every once in a while they'll point out military propaganda in the most obvious ways. So then, so the so by you saying that the military has, uh, you know, the Pentagon has fucking shit to do with um, the the Pentagon has shit to do with um, uh, with Top Gun, then you're saying that what's it called? It's a recruiting tool, right? And you would say that it can fucking affect you because dumbed down people might fucking buy into it. So wouldn't that mean that entertainment would be like that as well? I'm not saying every single thing, but if you don't think that there is entertainment designed to fucking again because whatever anyone does, it's the most o- the the most overly fucking religious fucking jerk off who no one takes fucking seriously, who whoever will point out being a hypocrite are the ones pointing out the satanic evil in entertainment. No one's going to take it seriously. Even the people that know that it does, they will completely shut down because they don't want to be on the because no one wants to be on the side of the overly religious person, even though like they're not acting in good fucking faith themselves. You know, and then it, and so then it becomes a new culture war then to generalize all religious fucking people and then, you know, all that shit. But you can't even fucking point out like like, people consume entertainment. People are so... Like, you, like you can't tell me that, oh my god, this is entertainment. It's supposed to be not serious. It's like, okay, well, you can keep fucking saying that, but it doesn't mean that people are uh, are not taking it seriously. And they're not given incentive to take it seriously. I think maybe it would expose that people are more ta- are more fucking... Are, are, are more brands than they are uh, actual human beings because they have, to def- they have to come to the defense of their favorite fucking brand. Even like in even like in personal fucking conversations, like it's it's like it goes that far. Like it, it just can't stay online. It even goes to uh, it even goes to like you know like the, like just incorporating into your social fucking life and all that. It's like it's, it's very fucking disturbing to me at least. I don't know. People don't want to fucking admit that though, because then people wouldn't also be because the same people that call out shit, like they'll call out shit in the most normal in the most fucking limited and normal way fucking possible. And think that there's no nuance there, so they think that they're because they're online and like oh they're not uh, uh you know co-opted or funded by anything supposedly that like they're sticking it to like oh look somebody calling for representation in a corporation like you know what I mean if if you if if you would maybe you should tell people how why that's fucking important on some level as well but no one does that you know. I don't know. You got to have it. You me 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 na 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 na. I got to have it. How you treat me? Sorry. Uh, so so yeah so the you know.
but it's basically, it's basically designed to make make you think, you know, and a lot of entertain because because now people because again they they they've done limited wokeness in television shows and all that, and even if there is some truth, people are gonna ignore it and ignore it because somebody who because because what happens is that even if they give you some truth on some level, the fucking maker or the director of the fucking thing will then go on on um, platforms and give like neoliberal like answers, so then no one's gonna fuck with it. But um, you know, but th- but they're trying to go back into more of a right wing way of thinking with that shit. You know, what well, with the, the way that they're um, with the way that they're like, oh look, this is a movie that's against wokeness. I haven't watched it, but people are like, but but the, but like you know, the, the people who are like, this is what entertainment is and all that. Like like they'll act like they're the, they're the ones not selling out or anything, even though like they're all funded by right wing think tanks and all that shit. They'll have you thinking that the right wing think tanks are, you know. They'll have you thinking that the right wing think tanks are, um, are the victims and all this shit. It's fucking crazy with with uh, you know, um, with all the fucking uh, the gut the, the the gun fucking discourse that's going on. Because again, you know, because the right wing conspiracy elements have always been warning about they're coming for your guns and all that. Like even if you're not like even people who who weren't like right wing conservative, who are like you know like 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 they're about sensible gun laws, but they're also about like even like people like that have been like worried about like oh yeah like you know if, if there's a government overreach going on, they will take guns and all that. So sometimes you like so 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 because the people that are calling for gun control are seen to, like, the counterculture people, the edgelords, as being the people that are coming for tyranny to fucking destroy you and all that. They don't take in consideration that the other fucking people who are right-wing, who are lawmakers, are, like, loosening gun laws, you know, Supreme Court loosened gun laws, and also the fact that they, this is this, this Liberty Alliance thing. I forget what it, what it is. Hold on a second. Let's see. Um... It's a very this this, this is a very this kind of confirms what I've been fucking what I've been fucking kind of saying whatever, a little bit. So yeah, so Liberty Alliance has launched a woke in, interactive map to warn Mega about instances of woke behavior, particularly like dude, like like dude, this is like a something that like this is like a Jordan Peele fucking movie that would be written about dystopian fucking future. Like you know what I mean? Like like dude, like they're they're basically making this. State sanctions, like, 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 why, why else would you be monitoring this while loose gun laws are fucking happening, while you know, while there's funding on, like, people forget that like some of these right wing militias got got PPP loans. You know what I mean? Like, what? Why are these loans given to fucking militia groups? If you want, like, like I'm not saying you should even give it to fucking like you know these far right like, these conservative groups or whatever, but like you know flat out militia groups and all that. You know what I mean? Like, there's a definite funding going on. And, and the funny thing is, all the people online that are always going off about neoliberal wokeness and will call out, like, the most, like, you know, sports entertainment type of fucking bullshit that goes on, they haven't, like, you know what I mean? Like, because they, they, like, they don't only really call out every fucking thing. None of them are fucking concerned about this. Like, this is basically, like, just telling you, yeah, like, the, the, these are maps designed for people to be targets of fucking more shootings, basically. And now, and now with the whole like, uh, you've 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 all the PD and the independent school district police force, like they're not cooperating with the Texas Department of Public Safety, 
So now they're making this one obvious, where like this is supposed to be some orchestrated event that was so so that even the people that are on the good side, they're gonna be calling it out in limited ways because now they're pointing at the obvious of they're not telling us everything. It's like yeah, this has been going on for a long fucking time, but I guess you need this one event because again, when Nancy, when someone like Nancy Pelosi, this is just my opinion, when she comes out and says shit like, "Oh, uh, George Floyd is a fucking sacrifice." Then what do you expect, fucking... Like, you, you don't think that they would... F- for the purpose of fucking trying to get gun control and all that... They wouldn't sacrifice fucking people... And then pretend like, oh my god, they're appalled by what the fucking police may have done... Because now people are seeming to think that some of the police may have... Uh, some of the fucking officers may have shot some of the fucking students themselves... Um, try, quote unquote, trying to catch it and they're covering it up... Even though this would be probably be an assassination attempt on some fucking level... Maybe they're fucking showing you what they're gonna fucking do, and we're gonna put it. And then Joe Biden's gonna be like, "Oh, on the surface, he's gonna do nothing, obviously." You know what I mean? Like he's got not gonna do shit. He's gonna be like, "I can still work with Republicans. Uh, there's still hope for them, and all that." Like you know, like like dude, like this is why no one fucks with you. And like you know what I mean? Like you keep showing why on the surface why no one's gonna like why like people think you're a fucking coward, basically. And the and the funny thing is, he's helping the fucking right wing. And yet the right wing will act like he's like the, like, like, they'll act like, oh my god, he's the biggest fucking communist fucking ever and all that type of shit. Like, he's not even doing, like, literally anything on the surface. Unless you're gonna tell me that he's doing shit behind the fucking scenes. Because again, I told you, like, nothing on the surface will get better. What, you know what I mean? Like, it'll keep getting worse because it's supposed to, by design, get worse. The fucking game has fucking, in my personal opinion, has changed a, a whole, a whole lot, basically. Like, I, I, like, I, I, I hate, okay, I hate fucking, like, you know, guys like Abbott, who are saying, like, oh, um, it's mental health, but then, like, he's someone that defunded, like, defunded and slashed funding for mental health, you know what I mean? And so, but then there's other people that go, you know, out of all these shootings, only 4% was, like, mental illness. No, I'm sorry, if somebody goes into a fucking school in a public space and shoots fucking people, which is horrific to do, there's some sense of fucking mental illness there, just because they didn't identify as mental illness. Do people not realize that anyone literally can be mentally ill? We live in a mentally fucking ill society. You think fucking, the most fucking sane fucking person is also fucking mentally ill. It's just people fucking cross over to the fucking evil side. They can be a na- and then when you're around enablers in your little fucking cults, you don't have to answer for your fucking mental 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 illness because you're you're buying into like oh look everyone's laughing at my jokes. I'm so elitist. I'm gonna make fun of a fat Pakistani in his mom's fucking basement to impress some of my fucking capitalistic fucking friends. He's he's so unclass he's so unclassy. Like, you know, the, the irony in that, like, you know, people fucking pointing at you being unclassy when, like, they're fucking, you know, whining and dining with capitalistic pigs that are gonna justify oppressing fucking people because, oh, but they wear fucking suits and they, they, they get to hang out with celebrities. Because they fucking, you know, because, because that's, that, that's all that exists to them. All that. People who pretend to be for social justice and all that kind of shit, like, they, they become, like, the most elitist type of fucking people on the planet. And it's just about it's just about that it's just about their you know what they can fucking gain from it. 
Oh my god, Nazis are gonna fucking like you know normalize way like they're pla- they're sophisticating and, and uh, they're sophisticating and fucking uh, um, uh, legalizing ways for them to fucking basically kill any marginalized fucking person, and we gotta fight with love. We gotta give hugs. You know, when a, when, a, when a fucking white supremacist cunt fucking comes for me and slits my fucking throat, I'll, I'll tell you that I, I'll leave a note that says I try to hug him. But he, he, he certainly didn't fucking, he certainly didn't fucking appreciate my fucking term of endearment. Oh my god, is, 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 Israeli, Israelis are targeting Palestinians on Flag Day or something like that. Oh my god, but, but like obviously the mainstream media didn't even care about this fucking story, right? Because at least the other one, they they had to pretend they cared because it was a journalist. So it's like, you know, you, they, they they go buck about, you know, Jamal Khashoggi and all that kind of shit, right? But like, you know, but but like none of these, none of these people in the media, the media who, you know, propagandize fucking Khashoggi, Khashoggi, whatever the fuck his name is. I apologize, I just, you know, Khashoggi, I don't know. People who who you know uh, you know were using that on their platforms. N- nothing about the Palestinian. Dr- I thought people in the media would be, but but again, it's you know, cheap fucking media. Oh oh, you made fun of the media with the cold. Like you, a lot of you people in the media are are really lucky that fucking Trump came around because now like anyone that criticizes the media, like all of a sudden now like even 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 some people in the progressive fucking circles, especially like in entertainment fucking media as well. It just you know employ it just employed fanboys basically, and then they they'll get upset uh, upset at you for thinking that because it shows that what they call like they got bought off for fucking access and it's it's, it's our fucking problem because we might not trust everything they fucking say. Like like the fucking go- the, the the balls on these fucking people to fucking be able to you know do that, but this is what happens when everything is fucking bought off really. You think like oh, oh my god uh, another state actor that was a, probably a, from a faction of people who are you know are are, are going to be performative oh they they confronted Ted Cruz which is like a good like I'm not saying it's a bad thing to do but these things never really go anywhere anyways and it always seems like one will go viral to make it seem like it represents good that somebody's confronting him but it's like it's such a performative one because nothing's going to be done like Ted Cruz they're not going to hurt Ted Cruz Ted Cruz will be in the news cycle again. Like the the more fucking L's you take, like the more fucking you're winning in this in this game now. You gotta constantly be taking embarrassment L's, basically. Everyone's becoming a fucking caricature. And then I think uh, people are focusing, like people, are, like like I mean, like there's good coming from it because now we're bringing attention. To Daniel Defense, which sounds like fucking, you know, a Daniel LaRusso fucking move from fucking Cobra Kai or something like that. But apparently this Daniel Defense fucking shit is like the, I guess the gun makers, like the people who are advertising for this gun that the person used. And it's like it targets fucking, so you're telling me that advertisements uh, can affect you then. You know what I mean? Like all I'm saying is like I know fucking Republicans are going to use hip hop as one of the main fucking art forms that always gets thrown under the fucking bus because they're all fucking cowards. But, like, there's also good in what hip-hop also has done as well. Made people a bit more socially conscious and all that type of shit. Yeah, there's... But, dude, but then, like, literally in every art form, there's fucking co-founded fucking ignorance that goes on. 
Now you can fight. I mean, but the thing is, like, a, a lot of people who are fucking government tools, a lot of propaganda tools, who are like the court jesters, are fucking comedians. It just becomes like you know, it becomes really, really uh, annoying with how uh, how these things are going. I, I I heard like the the gun makers like I I know the company's called the company's called Glock. I guess people are suing them as well because 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 I guess it, it, the, like people are gonna make it look like like by suing gun makers, even though like you because again it's probably for the purpose of you know giving these. It's like in a way you're kind of getting. Revenge on the people that are probably funding these kind of things going on, whatever. Like they like, like these companies, like like officially they're not going to say these companies are trying to get people to do that. So you have to get it from oh look they're just advertising, so we need to get them. You know what I mean? So like it represents some good, but it's still limited in in in, in the capacity in which it's being presented. You know, that's how just this is my personal fucking opinion. It's like everything I said on this podcast, my personal opinion. But I, I don't know. Just uh, people really don't really. Uh... You know, people don't really, um, you know. Don't really want to. People just want the world to get worse. And there's, like, really no fucking point in how we fucking discuss shit. Because all it is is a culture war. People just want to win culture wars, no one fucking stop. So we'll argue, everyone's fucking propagandized. I get fucking pissed off. I keep wishing that I'm not a part of this fucking, you know, I was never a part of this. I wish I never saw, like, how far this would go. I got, I really, you know what I mean? Like, I, I try to do my best. I show, I constantly show my work where my, men, where my mental has been over the last decade plus. So, you know, I can show you how mentally ill and how you can buy in to propagandize fucking shit. Even when you think you're not buying into it through entertainment and all that. And yet, what they call people just want, people, call, the, the top of the panels are like mediocre status quo people who will say the fucking exact pleasantries for their own fucking cult and then pretend they're actually fucking doing something maybe they are behind the fucking scenes but on the surface you're not preparing the masses for fucking something that's going on so it, it, it makes you it makes you think that a lot of people don't actually want the masses to wake up you pretend to be a people like people like you know men men and women of the fucking people and yet you're allowing a lot of this fucking shit going on you're gonna allow the destruction to go on as long as you and your clique are fucking safe because no one actually cares about the actual people and shit not saying that there isn't people that don't care about people, you know what I mean? The people who do put fucking work in and fucking, you know, do do that type of shit. I'm talking about, like, like everyone puts fucking work in, but it's like, at the same time, it's like, like, the, the, the work is still fucking limited in what's happening. Like, if people are still fucking being fucking, like, like, like this is why they don't want people to know that there's factions that could step in. Because even these factions that, per, like, the personalities that pretend like they're fucking four people, they can't show their hand by trying to save every single person at the same fucking time. Because then it would give it away. Which makes me, makes me think that, you know, that you're about social justice, but yet you, you, you watch other fucking people get mentally tormented. Because you don't personally fucking like them. Because people get too comfortable being in these neoliberal, neoconservative circles. 
And then they get fucking pissed at me for pointing it out. They get pissed at me for not fucking selling my fucking soul and being another another walking, talking brand. Who, you know, who, you know what I mean? This is why I, I, I don't fucking like fucking, you know, even discussing any, any, any fucking, any fucking social media discourse with people because it's like everyone's a part of a clique and they're trying to fucking lure you into their fucking way of thinking. And I really have no fucking time for it. Because I already know what people's fucking games are. And uh, the more I let people get into my fucking head, the more, um, like, they can fucking do some. You know what I mean? And they listen to this podcast. They hate listening to it. And then they fucking then sh- show me their fucking attitude if I ever see them in person. You know what I mean? People that, you know, tried to fucking be buddy-buddy to me for the last several years. I guess they didn't think they were getting enough out of me. So, like, they, 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 they certainly fucking, you know, uh, trolled me half to fucking death for the longest fucking time. You know, try to put me into mental fucking torture as revenge, you know. And yet, and yet I'm supposed to take fucking uh, leadership thoughts from the from certain people like that. Who have spent their fucking time fucking doing unethical shit instead of actually getting fucking help. They become more fucking elitist. And I'm supposed to want to be around for that shit. Like, just, you, you, can just, you know what? You, you can just fucking kill me now. I don't really give two shits, really. Just, just let me fucking go. Just let me... Just go and be mediocre. Go be the status fucking quo. While they keep normalizing their fucking right-wing fucking... Uh, they keep normalizing their right-wing shit. And by the way, this is just me expressing my opinion. I don't want actually... Again, I, I don't have any weapons, so... Don't try to pin me as an extremist. I, I know a lot of people have been able to fucking do that, but, you know... You're not allowed to fucking actually, you know, uh, talk about your fucking, uh, about your mental illness on any fucking level. The only, the, you're only supposed to pretend you fucking give a shit about mental illness. And then nothing actually fucking ends up happening because of it. It gets, uh, it just gets really, really fucking annoying. Everything on this planet gets really, really fucking annoying. You try to do your fucking best. A lot of people who have been discredited for so long to me who are in the system, they haven't done enough to fucking show their work of where they've gone. They can just rebrand at a, at a split moment, and then their cult can give them fucking, you know, the most fucking basic praise. Oh my god, I can't believe how woke you guys are now and all that. It doesn't fucking really matter, but someone like me has to constantly show their fucking work mentally. And where I fucking been? Can I actually care about about? Um, I'm actually trying to show you how if you have like mentally ill people in your fucking life, that what's it called? You can fucking notice the fucking patterns of where they are, the ups and downs they'll have, the irrational fucking shit they'll fucking go through that goes in their fucking mind. They feel every single fucking emotion every minute. Most people are mentally ill, but they just cross over. They rather cross over and just join in on the evil fucking shit and just constantly be like and because it's like it's like behind the scenes and it's in group chats it's like oh my god i'm being extra naughty but like you guys are just a bunch of lames who are in group chats making fun of fucking people i wouldn't really want to be associated with people who are constantly you know pretending that they're the coolest fucking people on the earth but then they're doing the most scumbag fucking shit behind the fucking scenes and yet they get a and yet we got to play a role in their fucking image Gotta play a role in your fucking good, good good guy fucking image. Your your friend's character image. If you don't want me forever. If you don't forever. Sorry.
Take me for a little while. <laughs> I don't know, man. I gotta I got start playing fucking uh, songs off the soprano fucking playlist. You know. Unless it's evidently Chicken Town, you know. That, that would be a great fucking. The evidently Chicken Town would be a great theme song for somebody. Like, now that they're doing Anarchy Rules, and, like, you know, Anarchy Rules should be something that happens in front of the crowd, like, a lot. They should definitely, like, play... Like, for, for example... Hold on a second. Let me see right here. Um, let me see. Um, like, okay, like... Like, imagine, like, a brawl going on, and, and, the, and, this, and, this song, and, this, and this song is fucking playing on loop. You know what I mean? Especially if Eddie Kingston is is, is in the match. No, no, I'll play the one where I think it would fit Eddie. King- if Eddie Kingston's in the match in in anarchy, in another anarchy in the arena match, I'll I'll play the song that should. But but this song right here should be something that should be played in it. This should be someone's theme song. This is such a good like urgent fucking fight song, basically like someone doing evil. This is great. See, the song is fucking dope, man. I don't care anyone says. Imagine that playing in the anarchy. But this is a song that I think if, if Kingston, if any Kingston are, are involved with it, this should be a fucking song that... Uh, that they play like this would be a good song for like you know I just think this would be a good intro for for whenever Eddie Kingston needs to go to war with somebody. Where is it? Hold on a second. Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, um, yeah, this one here. This one here. This song is dope right here. This would be a perfect song for Eddie Kingston. It has DMX on it. You know what I mean? See, this song would be dope playing in, in the Anarchy and Arena, you know what I mean? It's more about the hook. 
French Montana has like the, has like a better verse than DMX on here, but DMX is still fucking cool. But you know. Well, there you go, I don't know, man. But, I mean, yeah, that would be a good song for, you know, Kingston, basically. Something, I mean, I mean, if they can get the, if they can get the rights to play it, I'm sure Mikey Ruckus can, like, do a beat similar to that, you know what I mean? There's something that, like, you know. But, you know, them playing, uh, them playing the fucking, uh, you know, the, um, wild thing, fucking thing all over the fucking place, that was a fucking, one of the coolest things that i fucking seen, man, you know. That was really fucking cool. Anyways, I'm gonna fucking uh, sign off for this fucking portion, but I'll come back with the Raw. And I mean, if there's more discourse to talk about, I'll talk about that before I get into the Raw and NXT recap. So I'm not really gonna do long shit, but there's still some notable stuff that happened on it, I guess. I, I like to keep those fucking brief, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter, but we'll see what happens. That was brought to you by the interlude, Darn That Weasel. They had the worst name for the interludes on this app, man. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I, I should always remember to play some of the interlude music. If, like, if I'm ever feeling down before I do this podcast, like I normally do. I should just play some of the interlude themes because, I mean, those always just crack me up with how shitty they are. They, they, they all sound like after like you know after school special sh- I think I used that joke already alright who gives a shit um listen before I get into the raw recap and NXT recap or whatever the fuck it's not gonna be that good I warn you right now uh, let me get to some other things you know here's some things that um that again uh, whenever they try to harp on one major fucking story especially when the right wing is running from it like, oh, not running from it, like, running the narrative of it, and already there's already, they're already trying to normalize anti-trans rhetoric that's going on. So, like, they use some of the most hyper, like, first of all, like, I've been noticing an influx of, like, like, for example, like, again, because, like, there's only people that blindly just, like, in, in the most, like, bourgeois, liberal fucking way, who pretend, who, who again, I, I think they pretend to kind of be for trans people, but then... They don't really give, like, proper fucking arguments, and they basically make all the quote-unquote arguments seem like the right-wing pointing out, like, the insanity of it. 
they make it seem like they're the ones who are on the right, like on the actual side of like the uh, the good and all that. You know what I mean? Like they're they're on the right side in the sense they're on the right wing side, but they're not on the right side morally. Even though like they can convince people because people f- fall for the people who claim they don't fall for mainstream media bullshit then fall for mainstream media tactics that they use online to basically get you to become more fucking you know more right-wing and push you towards, uh, you know, a new fucking way of doing that. Like, for example, like, uh, the one, the one narrative now the right-wing is running with is, uh, there's middle school, like, middle school boys are, be- are, are being sued. I don't even know if they're being sued, but that's why, like, everyone's trying to fucking say it. In Wisconsin, Wisconsin, uh, for, uh, they've been, they've been accused of sexual harassment because they misgendered somebody. Listen, if you're being an asshole and you're misgendering someone, and you're being a fucking complete fucking prick, when that person always specified that kind of stuff, like, I understand that people, especially people, say again, when you put, like, when you put fucking onion headlines, like, middle school students being charged, like, being charged with sexual harassment, like, because people already don't, because a lot of people don't understand the severity of what's... Because, again, there's, like, nobody in the mainstream media that fucking actually gives you the information about trans trans issues and all that kind of stuff. Like, not in detail. Like, there's trans people that do kind of try to give you, um, like, nuance in the conversation of what's going on. They'll, they'll even address some of the... Hi- like, I even, heard, I, I, even, I even heard some trans people address some of the hyperbolic things that become, like... You know, adequate, like you know how like 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 like, like the stuff that the the right wing kind of runs with to discredit it. So like they'll use one hyperbolic fucking story, like how I've been telling you about how they use viral videos of like some of the fucking burlesque shows that are going on in front of kids, and then saying that like this is a trans person uh, doing that. So now when you hear that you're talking about sexuality and all that kind of stuff, you're thinking that you're trying to sexualize the children, you know what I mean, like, and I'm telling you, like, that also kind of made me kind of go, okay, well, this is becoming viral, and, and, and this is supposed to be real, then, like, you know, because, again, like, I'm I'm not totally up on fucking, like, you know, uh, the, the, the fucking skinny on, on all this fucking information, I don't know who uses the word skinny anymore, but, like, you know, for, infor- like, you know, like, you know, I, I, I try to sound fucking, I don't know, like, 90s, I think that was more the eighties, wasn't it? I don't, I don't fucking know who gives a shit. But no, but like, but so now they're doing like because of the Daily Wire and all that kind of shit are running with it. You know what I mean? Like I, again, maybe, maybe like maybe this is one hyperbolic situation where it's going to be used to discredit it. And then even though like you, there'll be trans people who will be talking about, hey, that's not sexual harassment, but be respectful, whatever, and all that. Like like their voices won't be heard because this is going to be dominating it all, all all the while while there's legislation. Um, being normalized to basically erase trans fucking people's existence, basically, by fucking you know targeting fucking trans youth and all that shit, and even 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 through some of the propaganda, I was also fucking falling for it. See, the thing is, I believe. See again, this is why my conspirat. You can make fun of me for being conspiratorial, but at least my conspiratorial fucking mind state fucking took me into a place where I'm actually looking at it more nuanced, where people who always deny science to begin with then use science to fucking negate trans people's lives existing. And I, I felt like science has always been so advanced. Now, if I'm, if I'm to believe that science is way more advanced than what mainstream science is, it would mean that there's probably more to our biology than just being male and female.
Like, I'm sure there's always in existence of different genders, but we just dumbed it down to do male and female. And when you've normalized that for so fucking long, people hear about different genders and different pronouns. Listen, do I think... Like, 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 there needs to be a way for people to be eased in from the propaganda that they've been fucking served by, like, con- but, 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 like, 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 for example, like, if someone doesn't get, like, the right pronouns, like, like, and I'm not saying someone that's, like, I'm not talking about, like, these right-wingers that are trying to, like, piss you off on purpose to, like, try and get you triggered, but if someone, like, messes up and doesn't know the exact fucking, you know, like, uh, like, the thing is, I, 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 like, from people online, from, from people who put their views out, I've seen people who are trans that have f- said, like, they don't take all that fucking shit fucking seriously if someone's not doing it, like, on purpose. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they've put, they've put that out. They make it seem like, like, the, the, the most hyperbolic examples because, it, 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 like, in the system, when you're becoming a sports entertainer from whatever community that you're a part of, even though you're going to represent for, your, for whatever community or whatever group you're a part of, whatever... There's always going to be people that are going to be grifters and be fucking, like, people who are not uh, on the up and up with, like, their motives and all that. But, but because they're from, like, from a, a marginalized group or something like that, they will definitely fucking, like, like even though like, the, the overall thing about them is good in the sense that they're, like, probably, like, bringing more awareness to whatever goes on in their community. There's good, they're going to be in the system, which means they're going to be characters on some level. And then when you're a character, then with the cold, you will obviously get yourself into being a hypocrite. So then the people that are opposing you will then point out you're a hypocrite, and then they'll generalize your entire fucking community. That's the way I fucking see it. And this is what I think is being used. So I'm waiting to see if anyone from the progressive... See, the thing is, when these things go on and the right wing run with the fucking narrative, there's no one really on the progressive side that's even really countering that. It's not even countering it. Like, there'll be people... Like, for example, if you hear that, okay, middle school students are sued from it, uh, are being sued for, uh, for misuse of pronouns and all that kind of shit, there might be hyperbolic sports entertainment accounts that will be like that, that. That will claim they represent for trans people, but then they'll be like more hyperbolic and say, "Yeah, sue them. Come on, go and sue them." And then because people don't, because a lot of people might not understand what's going on with trans stuff and all that kind of stuff, right? People then are gonna be like, um, "Okay, well, these people are being more extreme." Like to them, that's extreme, even though what the right wing is fucking doing by erasing fucking you know trans people's lives and all that, like people don't count that as fucking being extreme. I don't know. Uh, it, it, it gets it, it gets it gets really really fucking annoying, man. It gets really really fucking annoying. It becomes one of the most annoying fucking things on the planet because people don't want to educate themselves on what. And the thing is, no, no matter like even if a trans person came out and gave you the right information. There's people who already by default see it as an agenda, so you hear someone from the trans community is going to talk to you. But it's like it's like anyone who's going to talk to you about the the evils that go on in the system by default, and depending on which community you're a part of, people are not going to want to hear from that person or that community because they ought, because they've already been trained automatically to think that anyone from each community. Uh, it, it has an agenda for their own people and all that kind of stuff, and that you know they're not gonna tell everyone. So they, so the, the, that's what alt media fucking does. Like you know, what I mean, the, the funded alt media, they discredit anybody for for anyone who's like a mainstream media head. But like, if once in a while mainstream media will let one person come in to tell some fucking truth on some fucking level, 
then all of a sudden, it's like you're not supposed to believe it, so you fucking randomly start hating on that shit. And I'm, t I'm telling you, as somebody that's fallen for this propaganda, I've been dumbed down. I know how dumbed down fucking people can think and how they're manipulated easily. But, like, you know, the, 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 the people that, you know, obviously, like, like basically, because they're making it seem like the people who are, um, who are just pointing out the hypocrisy, like, like, for example, the people who are siding with Ricky Gervais, right? With the cold, people are pointing out that there's different trans accounts. And by the way, if these accounts are actually, like, real, I, 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 I want to fucking have doubt. Like, I have doubt that, like, because, like, they're focused on that, um, that, that what they're calling it, it actually is trans people. And they're actually, like, making it look more ridiculous than it is. Because whenever there's, like, a rape case going on and someone who happens to be trans, is, you know, did that. Then they're like, the, the, then all of a sudden the the right wing's uh, whole thing is they'll show up tweets of a bunch of accounts that claim they're trans people or trans you know part of the trans community or LGBTQ community in general. They will then start going, like they'll overlook the rape case and then go. They'll overlook the the rape accusation and go, hey, get the pronouns right. You know what I mean? Even though, like, again, like, I don't know how, how much of that, how much of an own that is on people, but by, you know what I mean? Because, again, like, again, the right wing is going to use it as, oh, look, they're, they're, they're doing this with your kids, right? So that's why they do that viral video shit of the burlesque shows and all that kind of shit. Then they'll put out stories of, okay, maybe there is someone that happens to be trans that might be a fucking rape. Like, just because someone's trans doesn't mean that, like, someone's a good fucking person automatically. Like, there's token fucking... Like, look at fucking, you know... If you wanted to go by celebrities, look at Caitlyn Jenner. She's a, tra she's a trans woman. They, they rehabbed her image after all these fucking liberals were making fun of her for the longest time. Making insinuations that, you know, she's gay or... She's gonna become a woman. Like, they, they've been insinuating that for the longest time. They got their jokes off. And then when she announced it and people had jokes and people who are already making jokes in the public in the public atmosphere were telling you not to make fucking jokes anymore. You know what I mean? And then and, and then so they rehabbed her. So you're like, okay, fine. She's cool, whatever, whatever. And then, um, you know, and then they basically made her a fucking right-winger. And now what they call a lot of people from that community don't really fuck with her, really. You know, but people use the most extreme fucking you know examples of that. Like you know, the the, the most so, so if there wasn't if there is a trans person like if if a trans straight, you know, gay, you know, black, Muslim, you know, S Spanish, Mexican, whatever, whoever is like if you're raping someone, I don't I I, I think you're a piece of shit. I think you're a fucking complete piece of shit. It doesn't matter what what your gender or what your fucking sexuality is and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? But like, I I even think that shit that when the, the, this is like when they highlight that, especially when the right wing are highlighting it, they're manipulating it more to make it seem like all these trans people are going super fucking crazy. Like you think if you talk to like a like any other trans person out there. And you ask them about their opinion about the rape. They'd probably be like, nah, I'm more focused on the rape. But yeah, I know, but like, you know, the, the, the pronoun, like, you know, it, 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 it is a she. So the, they're basically making it, they, they basically the right wing will misgender it on purpose. 
so that they can freak people out. So it makes it seem like people are only caring about the people only care about the mis, the misgendering part and not the fact that this person may have raped somebody. So they're already like like making it seem like that. They're using very sophisticated propaganda, but I mean, people would rather just fight and not see it. You know, that's like that's why we're going into the world that we're fucking going into. In my personal opinion, you know, but I mean. You, and I say this as someone that's kind of been ignorant on fucking a lot of issues. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I never... I thought, like, again, it's not because I want to be ignorant because, like, it's so hard to fucking dissect and analyze shit for the longest time that it was so hard for my brain to comprehend. So the easiest thing you go with, and that's why, you know, I gravitate towards entertainment and comedy because it always seemed like the funniest part in comedy would be that somebody would just play ignorant about shit. Even if someone's saying smart shit, you say something ignorant because, oh my god, like, that's hilarious. Someone being uninformed and being aloof and being ignorant completely is, you know what I mean? Like, that would be the common trope of the funniest character on the fucking show or something like that. People don't realize that, man. You know, but... Is it a prerequisite now that every single fucking person has to feud with the, with the, with the, with the BTS, um faction going on here because now tucker carlson may have met met his match and if, if bts people serve as like you know agents like the, the people online and it's just an excuse for now to like expose so like like bts will fucking start doxing you and hacking you and exposing you and being at your fucking head so it feels like a way for like something to be discovered through this because Tucker Carl, you know what I mean, and then and then and then when something meaningful is discovered, um, if something does go down, it'll be like, oh my God, can you believe that Tucker Carlson feuded with a boy band, and this is why we found out about so and so? It's like we're always planning, but like to me, like these things feel calculated. You know what I mean? But it's like it's just a fucked up world we live in, where like where like you know, like the highest news per, like the highest news show, uh, the highest rated news show. Is like feuding with like you know, uh, feuding with like you know, nonstop fucking you know, uh, uh, K-pop people. It's I don't know, anyone that feuds with them, you know, what I mean, it just seems like everybody has to go through like everyone, everyone wants. Like, there's such a hot act, like in wrestling terms, there's such a hot act that what they call everyone needs to have a feud with them on some fucking level. You know what I mean? And some of them might be meaningful, but some of them are now are like you know, random brawls basically. Let me see what, what what else is going on here. Let me see. But you know, so so you know, but no, okay, okay. So I guess the reason why Tucker Carlson started talk attacking them. Was because they're speaking out about anti um anti Asian hate crimes. You know what I mean. Which I don't have a problem with. Talk about it, man. Get some fucking you know like you bring some awareness out there. Even though people you know whenever whenever celebrities talk about anything, and especially if you're if you're trained to think that social con- socially conscious issues are all like pandering propaganda because like the most fucking shittiest liberals are fucking doing it. People then don't fucking people then don't care about like the message itself because they already see it as a, so they, so they already see it as a propaganda. But the, the thing is, they don't see. But a lot of right wing people don't see what Tucker Carlson's saying as propaganda, 
he makes it seem like they're the ones that are always politicizing shit when by default the right wing and the the white supremacist in the in in the system have always normalized their propaganda and their political fucking uh alignments in fucking their entertainment but as soon as somebody says something socially conscious even if like someone's like not doing it like in the complete detail or they might not be good faith actors on some level you totally shit on the message and it's by design when they do that kind of shit I'm never gonna have fucking freedom in in, 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 my, in my head. Whatever. It, it, now that people anticipate that, like I'm gonna, you know, I try to be on my own. Now I can sense that people I know will be puppet people behind the scenes to basically put people in my life, like you know, even people that they, they, they might not seemingly know. So it ultimately ends. You know what I mean? Because again, no one people people who have controlled my life are never gonna let me be fucking free from any of this shit. Unless I'm just fucking dead. Until they decide to fucking kill me. And the more I talk about this on a fucking podcast, they're gonna enact their fucking revenge on, on me. You know. Everyone fucking ends up doing it. Still don't think I'm gonna be... I don't think by the end of the month I'm gonna be alive, probably. I don't think. I think they're gonna still fucking, you know, hide... They're gonna keep hiding shit from me, people. And then... Uh, you know, and then, you know, and then if I have a confrontation, they're going to fucking deny everything. And, and and they can deny everything because they have the fucking backup to do it. They're such fucking cow. Everyone's such fucking cowards. And I'm supposed to, these are people I'm supposed to be fucking, you know, cool with and all that type of shit. They'll hate, listen to me, gossip about me, shit on me constantly and all that type of shit. I don't, you know. I'm just fucking getting sick of all this shit. By the way, Bray Wyatt um, put out some cryptic tweets. White six, Wyndham six, whatever. Did everything, everything, everything was good that ever happened to me. First came. First came a period of horrible suffering. I never asked why. I just wait for the rough part to end. I was chosen for whatever reason, and I've got shit to do. It doesn't hurt anyone. It burns. I'm ready now. I'm tired of watching. I'm tired of hearing irrelevant clowns speculate how I'll be perceived. I'm tired of hearing about my greed, my desire, question wherever and whenever I decide to return. I'll remind everyone why they know my name again and again. Believe, believe in me. Patience is almost time. So who knows what's going to end up happening with that. I don't know. Should be, I don't know, he probably should debut soon. Um, Dynamite. 
What's the dynamite card? Let me see right here. Everyone, people get disappointed with these cards. But it's like, why would you want to give away, like, every single big match every single time? Like, this is what happened when you're an Attitude Era enthusiast. Like, you need, like, the constant... Like, thing is, like, I like the matches where there's under-established fucking guys. Because, again, you can shoot good angles, you can have entertaining fucking matches. I don't know why every single fucking show has to be, like, top to bottom, a pay-per-view level fucking show. Like, this is what happened when, the, when Attitude Era shit fucking takes over. And because of that fucking... Because of that fucking mentality, Jeff Hardy is fucking, like, injured and shit right now, you know? We, would, we, we have Wardlow taking on... J.D. Drake. We have an open challenge with, you know, John Johnny Elite. We have, uh... FDR and CM Punk versus, um, let's see what else is there, hold on, let me see, um, let me see what, let me see Tony Khan's fucking thing right here, let me see, um, so open challenge, Okay, so yeah, so FDR and uh, CM Punk are taking on uh, um, Max Caster, Colton, and Austin Gunn. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Ruby So and Tony Storm. John Moxley versus Garcia. And then, yeah, so, yeah, so, we're going to have, um, so, instead of, uh, Jeff Hardy being in there, because they, they, for a minute, they changed it to, like, Jungle Express with Christian and Matt Hardy versus Bucks and Red Dragon, but now they replace Cole, even, as well, and they replace Jeff Hardy, who's injured, obviously, but it's like, they, it's like, they, it's like the, the teams handpicked their own person, you know what I mean, so, I think Cole picked Hockey Leo, which probably ties it because again, you need some new Japan shit basically to fucking start it, you know, putting it there quickly. And then they chose uh, the good guys chose uh, Darby Allen. So we'll see what goes on there. Random fucking match. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh yeah, and MJF is gonna have an open mic, apparently. So we'll see what ends up fucking happening from that. I I hope he does sell that he's been injured at least from the fucking power bombs and all that. You know. But we'll see what goes on, man. I I still think that um. 
MJF is liking tweets about how there's backstage rumors that McMahon actually likes what uh, what MJF is doing. Like, this is not deterring him from signing him. In fact, it's made him respect him more. So that tells me, so again, obvious fucking, you know, oh, look, tr- like, more obvious irony. Oh, my God, they thought Sasha and Naomi are fucking unprofessional. Oh, my God, we, they they thought that the, the they were unprofessional, but, like, now you're promoting MJF being unprofessional. And then, and then the WWE shows will... We'll start liking MJF when he comes to WWE. And then, uh, you know, they'll hate Sasha and Naomi if they leave. I mean, who fucking knows at this point? We'll see what ends up fucking happening from it. But, you know, it's not going to look fucking good. I mean, it's going to look good with, the, with, uh, with you know where they go, but you know just the just the whole fucking storyline of this whole thing it just becomes really really fucking you know annoying with how everyone how how all of it's playing out because you know I I, I just know just get to the fucking point basically you know what I mean just just get to the fucking point everything has to now fucking you know extend longer and longer it's like it's 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 like irony at its finest because people online constantly think. By pointing out, like, WWE is horribly booked and creative-wise. And it's, like, the same creative fucking lackluster shit is going on in all these fucking storylines in real life. Like, it's a repeat of fucking same fucking stuff. Like, the same fucking narratives. Same pointing out. Oh, my God, I pointed out the irony. I pointed out that McMahon and them are hypocrites. It's like, dude, they fucking know. I'm not saying you shouldn't point out. All I'm saying is that if you think that that's, like, the main takeaway and then you did your job by pointing out, like, the most bare minimum, then it's like, what like, like what are we fucking doing then, you know? It doesn't make any fucking sense anymore. The whole fucking thing doesn't make any fucking sense. Oh my god! I wish I was. Oh god, I wish I was gone from here. I just, I, I just, all this is making me fucking more confused. Nothing is ever gonna get fucking better. You know. Uh, I don't know. And I'm gonna get to the raw recap and all that shit. You know, I, I'm actually. It's, it's actually like you know, almost five p.m. now. So I'm actually glad that I'm doing this a little bit more earlier. Again, I, this would have been something that I would have struggled. Like, for example, I would have gone to the Raw recap and the NXT, and the NXT recap too close to AEW Dynamite. And then I would just do notes on Dynamite and then come back later and then try to speed through it fast, even though it wouldn't make any sense. I actually like when I actually get something done well, well like before the next show fucking begins because it's going to become hard. Cause I, I like doing detailed recast with dynamite and all that type of stuff but i don't know we'll see what ends up happening you know even even that like you you know again like you know because again like i'm not really fucking you know profiting off of this right obviously so i might even scale back from doing detailed dynamite fucking things you know like you know i i I put like a lot of analysis into it and no one really i mean because it's me and i need cosigns because you need to fucking suck up to people to you know get, get your point to be fucking addressed but like like literally people from the fucking industry listen to what i fucking say secretly and shit and then you know and then they fucking just take my fucking ideas or 
if my idea goes through, then all of a sudden, like, you know, I can't get credit for it. I'll be the only asshole that's putting myself over. And people will then get mad at me for putting myself over, even though, you know, they have, these are the same people that ha have, like, their own cults that enable, that enable, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, their cults to basically make it seem like everything they say is completely 100% fucking true and all that shit. You know. But, I mean, it is what it is. Anyways, let me get to the raw recap. Overall, I guess this is a go. Um, this was a go home show. The card is only, I think, like six matches, which maybe WWE will actually have uh, had the competence to just make shorter shows where you don't need to force shit on the pay per view if you have television stuff. It's just, it's just too bad you're not really into a lot of the stuff on the television. You know, segments that are you know, you know, segments that are going nowhere. Where limited amount of roster members have anything really important going on. The fact that the U.S. title program is complete shit. Like people can complain about the TNT title situation and that and then that storyline. That's not been the greatest, but at least in those matches, people at least have been invested and interested into the performer when the title's on the line. This is not a great way to get you know get to a, uh, a fucking title match, but I mean, is there even a point of you mention? Is there even a point of mentioning this fucking you know mentioning that there is a fucking you know a U.S. title match at all whatsoever? Like, there's no point. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you could have just made it, and and it's just, you you still probably feel the same hype that you did like prior to knowing that like there's gonna be a U.S. title match. You know what I mean? Just especially with the way they laid it out. Um. I don't know. Between this and NXT, I was really not feeling a lot of the promos on these shows this week. The Cody and Seth was probably the best thing on the show. I can admire them trying to give Lashley and MVP the final segment of the night. But that feels not like lighting the world on fire. I'll say at least the contract signing had a bit of substance and good acting from MVP. But I just wish I gave a shit about this feud. Like, I have all my criticism of AEW on some level. With the way that shit plays out online. But what does that say when I'm watching like you know. The Eddie Kingston pre-show promo. Over half the fucking promos on both shows. On NXT and on Raw. I put here. Even I got bored when I was writing. That I put NXT and Smackdown. Um, the same matches. The entire storyline taking place. The over the top comedy segment. That are never fucking funny. It's like, it's like always night and day. Whenever I see an AEW pay-per-view. And then turn into Raw. It really just feels like I'm going through the motions. Of just watching something that I've been watching non-stop. For you know, most of my pathetic life. And now you know. I know the show on Sunday will probably be. Like the coming up this Sunday. Will probably be an enjoyable show. But the weekly show has become a chore for me. Yes me. The guy who literally has nothing going on in his life. I don't know. I just can't watch promo to this company. Now I know what others felt like when they gave up on this product for a bit in the two, early 2000s and the 2010s. Like when they watch Ring of Honor, Evolve, or PWG, or any promotion from Japan, and then they see the shit that they had to give us in the Ruthless Aggression era, or the PG era. And now it feels like there's a big promotion where they're doing a lot of things right. Not everything is right, but even the sports entertainment on there is better than the sports entertainment in this company. So 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 now it's a, I mean there's a better promotion um with better booking and harder acts. This is kind of hard to watch like these promos basically. 
I'll say there was there was an AEW reference in the Sun promo, not a clear call out, but calling out the sledgehammer to the throne was pretty good. But even when there's brawling and security shit being involved, Wardlow has managed to make those beatdowns look so good that that now people have to up their um, their pull apart and and you know pull apart game and their brawl games basically. Like the pull apart was fine, but but no no security got dropped. You could ju- I mean you just got a Joe H- you you got to see Joe Henning being one of the producers basically. But the final segment with Omos and Lashley, there was security beating getting beaten down. And it just felt like this is not good as what Wardlow has been doing the last several months. You know what I mean? Becky even mentioned on commentary about making someone disappear in 26 seconds, and she said she's a wizard. And then on Twitter, when the WWE account repeated what she said, she had tagged Jericho to tell him that the original pitch was um, something else, not a wizard, like she's a magician. So she doesn't fuck. So so he doesn't bitch bitch her out about it, right? Because he'll, he'll probably end up co- you know bitching out about copy. But I don't think Becky had to grovel to show Jericho this ultimate respect. Like it's fine that she showed him respect, but she can't she well, she can't use wizard now. Like even if he said something, more people would be on her side anyways. You know what I mean? She should have to grovel towards that. Um, but let me get into. I'll try to get into this as quickly as I can. But sometimes even bad stuff deserves some analysis. So let me get to this. Uh, get, get that out of the way. I, I love Oscar. She's all, she has a really unique delivery, with, which makes her stand out. But if I have to hear her one more time saying "big time baby," I'm, I'm gonna fucking lose it, really, man. You can tell whenever like there's an AEW show or event that just drop happened. I can tell some of the performers on here try to make their segments as interesting as possible, even though you can tell people are enjoying, pro- like, even though they know that people are enjoying promos in another fucking promotion. I it just feel, it feel like the promos were not really, like, like I, I just feel like these promos were not as overly cartoonish in this company. Like, like were, these, were, were these things always cartoonish as they are? Or is the WWE hypnosis finally wearing off on me that... That you know that you had all these fucking years, you know what I mean. So I'm sitting there wondering if like the promos have, or are they have have they just gotten extremely extremely more unmotivated than previous years, you know what I mean? Because it just feels really really compared to like what I'm getting on AEW, it feels like I, I'm I I just I I cringe at any promo going on now. Cause like it's not gonna be like something that's gonna sell me on a match. It's just gonna be nonstop fucking comedy that like a bunch of fucking shill accounts are gonna put over. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, starts off with Becky and Oscar, and then Bianca set up a match. Uh, set up a match further. We we find we finally saw Bianca wrestle again because it's been like a while. But it was it seemed like a pretty fresh match. One of the better matches that didn't seem like a fucking repeat. But they set up an angle with the with this promo for the match was fine. I actually think this should this should be the main event, but it'll probably be Cody versus Seth, which is the only Hell in a Cell match. So it feels like you know a simple card. This is not full of complete backstage segments that made me confused too. It's like a straightforward episode as much as it you can hope with this company in two thousand twenty two. So Becky comes down and says, it's been a while since she came out and welcomed everyone because truth to be told, she didn't feel up for it without her title. She did not feel like coming in and pretending like everything is okay while so many of them prey on her downfall. Sounds like one of my social gathering goes. 
Um, Becky says many wish that she would never get her hands on the title, but she does what she wants. And she's pretty fueled up because she runs on Spite and coffee. She says some people collect stamps and friends. She collects enemies. And she'll keep collecting them as she goes to the top. She says she'll regain her title at Hell in a Cell. Uh, the odds are stacked against her, but she's always had, um, they've always been, she's never stopped her before. She defies the odds, but right now she wants to go back to the 2020 Money in the Bank. We see the, you know, the picture on the screen of Asuka standing on, you know, holding the, holding the, the briefcase, you know, the, the ladder, basically. She earned her way to the top, and that's why when Becky went off to create life like a god she is, she generously gave Asuka the greatest gift of her career. She handed her the title. She says she had a plan that Asuka would hold the title until she got back and she would basically she's telling W creative that but W creative like fucked her up basically that's what she's trying to say so you know uh um she would come back and beat her but but what she realizes now is that she created a selfish entitled monster by handing Oscar that title and then Asuka comes out. She says Becky is still time is still a big time baby. She speaks Japanese and says no one is ready for Asuka, not Bianca, not Becky, because in Hell in a Cell she's ready to be the new Raw Women's Champion. Becky tells us that that's not how it was going to work. Bianca then comes out and she and again she's over as hell. She's not complaining. She has to defend her title at Hell in a Cell and not even on a one on one match. She doesn't even have to get pinned in order to lose a title. But unlike the two of them, she likes her. She she likes, to do her, she likes to do her talking in the ring, and she respects Asuka, but in this match tonight, she'll have a lot to say. And as far as Becky, she cannot wait to give her a piece of her mind in Hell in a Cell, because she doesn't care what the odds are. The only percentage she's sure of is that the title's not going anywhere. And if she has to, she will 100% drop Becky, just like she did at WrestleMania. And then Becky, with a hand strike on Bianca, and Asuka strikes Becky... And then Bianca pulls, um, Bianca pulls Asuka away, and Asuka pulls Bianca away. They argue. Becky attacks Asuka. Bianca goes for the KOD on Becky. But then Becky lands on the ring apron, you know, and Asuka hits her with the hip attack. So pretty much the gist of this, it, it was just a fine segment. I'm sure the match at the pay-per-view will be good. If this Bianca and Asuka match was any indication, they got a good chemistry. I know, I, I know we've seen this match before, but it feels like we... Like like maybe it was during the pandemic because like they were all separate brands right some you know but I I think like but but I remember like they did face off at one point I think at some I don't know I forget but this was a good match and maybe and Bianca wins when she reversed the cover and then Becky came in and gave her the manhandle slam she was doing commentary I don't think you needed the challengers to lose this match but maybe they didn't want the champ taking a non-title loss. For the first time they go with this. But it feels like Asuka is taking the pin. Even on the go-home show. Like, she lost it the week before. And then you, and, 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 and you, and you don't want me to think that she's playing... Like, you don't want people to think she's playing a filler role to keep this match fresh. Because they want to keep from going, you know, Becky versus Bianca singles match again. But to me, it, it feels like Asuka is going to be the odd person out again. You know what I mean? Like, in a way, you're giving her the title match, but at the same time, you you know that she's not going to, you know, you know get over from it. You know what I mean? So, I mean, so to me, this is kind of pointless, but it was still a good match. The match was pretty decent. We saw Zeke and the Mysterios against Owens and Alpha Academy. Zeke does a good hot tag, but this is, like, how low the bar is that now we have to find some co- positive shit with, with this shit act that we have to, like, now give compliments to this guy's ability to do a hot tag. 
you know. I mean, he does get over, but you know, I don't think Vera got involved with so some. So I don't think Mysterio and him are gonna. I don't think Mysterio and Vera are gonna be fighting because I thought Mister. They're still feuding with Vera, but he he wasn't even involved in any of this. So, and I'll probably continue after the interview. I don't even think Mysterio will be on the card, but Owens versus Zeke will be. Imagine that when WWE's doing well with some creator shit, if they built up, like imagine like like what we're trying to say is like complementary to how they're booking the cards now. With like the, the you know, but imagine if like that one daddy was doing doing well with the creator shit, like as like you, better than what they're doing now. If they built up feuds and pay per views with how they're doing it now, back then, like maybe it would have saved complaints of everything being overly done. Like now you're like now you're doing the smart shit by not putting every single match on the pay per view and letting other things continue on television for bigger builds. Like why would so if you're if you're able to do this. Then why wouldn't you do it fucking in prior years instead of giving away every single thing every single fucking month? The problem, the problem is after you watered down the rivalries and storylines and reached a bunch of people, now you're left with this. You're left with these storylines. I guess it's funny because Owens was screaming after the match and he kept going. Like I'm, I'm past even finding the bright spot with Owens, where it feels like the last couple of years of him has been an extended Vader in '98. Like, if the, if the wrestling storylines had inflation, this would be on the level of Vader 98. Like, but not exactly the same thing because Owen has been getting title matches and has not non-stop television segments. But the shit is so watered down compared to the 90s, so it would be in the same vein, if that makes sense to anybody. We saw Bliss beat Niven, who was wearing this tight black leather, and I'm not afraid to say it, you know, it, it was doing it for me, basically. But that's all I had because we why get invested in these characters when the company's not even that invested. I I don't know why they're doing Bliss, what they're even doing with Bliss. But having her like go toe to toe with Niven when Niven could destroy her takes me out of it completely. Uh, Lacey Evans was supposed to be on the action, but she was not there because she was recovering from her busy weekend at NASCAR and every right wing patriot hotspot. It was clear. It's a clear troll for. It was a clear troll for me because, after talking about unprofessionalism of Sasha and Naomi, they then advertise Lacey Evans and then don't deliver. And then we all online think we're you know geniuses for pointing out the obvious irony. Not saying you shouldn't point the irony out, but it's like, like they know what they're fucking doing at this point. But this is clear. But this is clear to be something that is that is a heel character on a deeper level, while pretending they're gonna represent her as a baby face or some shit. This wouldn't be the first, you know, paid propaganda thing, like those Memorial Day vignettes are not, you know, like that. That's their own paid patriotism on some level. And plus, they have really been overdoing it with with uh, with going to commercials and make the talent stand in the ring and go to these interviews, you know. Then the match starts for after two minute com- after two commercial breaks. Then there's a com- and there's a commercial break when the match fucking starts right away. Like you know, like I, I wish that AEW would let uh, I wish I wish AEW would let things breathe between segments and maybe rely on some video packages to give you some good profiles on talent. But this company does like twenty fucking minutes for people to stand in the fucking ring while they do all that shit. You know what I mean? But like I I don't know. To me, I feel like this Lacey Evans thing is supposed to be this new Patriot star. Did she just use that song that used in Herman Cain's video when he was running for office? You know, I'm not going to sing it, but you know, I, was, I was tempted to fucking sing it, you know. It's a catchy song, but you know what I mean? It's such a fucking trash. It's such a horrible song, though. I am... Um, no, sorry, I'm not going to do it, man. Fuck it, you know. Who gives a shit? 
Go watch the Herman Canyon, and and then go f- then go find the actual fucking song. I forget what the what the woman's name is, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, where was I? Where was I? Um, but I I can see what this character is gonna end up being. Uh, it's gonna be the kind of discourse we're getting since we're establishing this. Like especially since the Kita Lions is dancing to the mega rapper, and of course you know Gal Amber O'Neill Gal Gal Luke Gallows. You know uh, Doc Gallows his fucking ex wife is defending her. But whoever coined the name Mega the Stallion, I, I, I want to thank you for your creativity. I don't even want to discuss, you know, the Miss TV segment. If MGF wants to see what his future is like, take a look at this fucking Miss TV segment. And I, I don't even want to recount like, 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 it served no purpose, but Miz had a Miss TV segment with the Prophets. And this is why people want the Prophets to break up, because this is all you have for a premier tag team in this company. Either non-stop matches that go nowhere, or these segments. It shows that if you don't give one of your best tag teams good creative and a good division to sink their teeth into, then of course people are counting down the days of when Montez is going to go singles. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not mad at that, but I always, I always want a tag team to get like their full potential and be treated with credible shit, basically. But this segment makes me not want to even give a shit. Like they were entertaining, like they always are. But this is what you're doing to, when you're competing against another company with the best tag team division on the fucking planet. You have them repeat Brock's lines if it doesn't matter and then reacting to 24-7 division shit. I was worried one of them would try to actually win it, but at this point, who fucking knows? So they did a segment where they're hyping everyone from Hell in a Cell, ask Miz what he's looking forward to. They say it doesn't matter what he thinks and ask how can he, how can he fall for that? How can he fall for that? I don't know, maybe he thought with the what chance already still being active that maybe we could be saved from this fucking shit, but I mean, I guess not. Um, but then Miz uh, put his hand up for, you know, when my hand goes up, shtick that he does, but Docky just gives him a high five. I mean, that did make me laugh, but then the 24-7 geeks come in, and it feels like now it's not just the same four people. we got Apollo and T-Bar joining the fray now. They're fighting with Tozawa, Dawkins did a punch on Apollo, then Tamina pins Dana Brooks, and then she kissed Tozawa, and then he then he did a backslide to win the title and runs off. So I guess this is what I'm this is what I'm watching after a fucking pay per view. You know, I don't know. Then talk about the title setup for AEW with the TD title, but this is one one hell of a way to set up a fucking baby face to face the U.S. champion for the you know for the for this fucking like you know for this title basically. So if Ali beats Champa, he can get a title shot against Theory. So Theory interfered and causes a DQ, and I'm like okay. We're just going to set this up for a pay-per-view, that's it, right? All, all the while, Ciampa does not even feel like he's in the focus, which would not surprise me if in a couple of weeks or months he will be gone from this company, so we can wonder how did they get this one wrong as well. But then Theory said that he'll give her the title shot, and it'll happen right now. Then Ollie wanted to fight, even though he was beat up, and he gets beat, and he gets beat up, he gets beat up more. And then Pierce comes down and says the match will happen in Hell in a Cell, and then it'll be fear. Fine, this was stupid, but we get a title shot, right? So Ali cuts a promo of never staying down, at least tries to give you this one last promo to sell you on the shitty fucking match, right? And then and the shitty fucking storyline. But nope, not even, like, after this promo. Like, not even, like, this promo can get you to fucking be hyped up a little bit for it. Like, if you had any type of hype up 
just for this fucking little promo. Like, okay, they didn't give me good creative, but, you know, he sold me on, you know, wanting to go and win this title. No, Theory just knocks him down again backstage and, you know, beats him up again, you know. Even if Ollie wins, like, in Chicago, like, you know what I mean? It's not going to mean shit to me. I mean, I'm sure you get big cheers for it, but, you know. I don't know. So, I know, come to the pay-per-view and see this red-hot baby face who's going to challenge for the U.S. title in his hometown. Um, basically, that's what, you know. I'll say at least they have kept the U.S. title champion strong and not losing non-title matches. So, I guess that's a step forward. I, 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 you know, maybe next time we can get a challenger who's not been embarrassed the entire build for this feud where you don't care about the fucking match in general. Uh, people were even chanting CM Punk during the Theory and Ali match. You got a Nakamura and Riddle promo. Not really much there. Riddle's gonna keep using the tribal piece of trash. But they beat Usos in a non-title match because Jimmy got them disqualified. So I assume they'll add this match to pay-per-view. I don't know. Like, we've not seen we not seen any of this fucking... Any variation of this in, on, you know, enough already. We saw Liv versus Rhea. Liv won with a roll-up or some shit. And Priest attack style. And Balor makes a save. Eventually, they stand tall. They're going to face each other. It's going to be a six-person tag at the pay-per-view. I thought Liv and Rhea had a decent, you know, decent match, but it's all like, you know, I don't really care about any of this shit. So let me get to the Cody Seth promo, which was probably the highlight of the entire show. It's not even the best promo, but I did like a Seth promo, and I was worried whenever he comes out doing the cackling, he, he fucking does, but it did have substance. Um, but Cody comes out, he says he's always been a fan of Seth Rollins. From the first time you see Seth, you can see the potential. One of his teachers in NXT saw the same potential. That was the man who raised him. You know, he doesn't mention Dusty's name, but the fans turned Dusty, you know, same usual spiel. Corey said he told them all about the special ingredient that Seth had, things that would make him the generational talent. And Seth lives up to that hype. He says, imagine you're him and you get a second chance at WrestleMania against Seth Rollins. He says he was nervous. He was very nervous because everything he had done, everywhere he had gone to, he could not return to care with the loss. Like, it really fucking matters in this company. Seth, like, like Seth Rollins went in, Seth Rollins went into this match losing every single fucking week. I, I, I don't think Seth Rollins has won a match like, since, like, the beginning of the year, basically. Um... You could not return it to a loss. He didn't. They ran it back again. WrestleMania backlash and the same outcome both times. And it's driven Seth mad. Jealousy leads men to do desperate measures. He says Seth is an egomaniac and he wants everything to himself. He says Seth is an, uh, you know, and then he says, uh, and that's what makes Seth Rollins so dangerous. And on Sunday at Hell in a Cell, he's walking to the biggest challenge of his entire career. He needs Seth to know and hear hear him to feel what he's going to say next. All with. Uh, all the respect that, uh, that, that um, he has for him and every ounce of uh, self-control will be locked outside the hell in the cell. He's going to be locked inside with the man who wants to hurt him. Then Seth interrupts and we hear his laugh. You know, he's in the crowd basically for this promo. He tells Cody that he can talk about Seth and motivation and he'll make it very easy for Cody to understand. It's simple. He doesn't like him. He doesn't like him and he, he doesn't want him to be here. He tried to accept this new version of Cody, but every week the pandering got worse and worse and the Cody chants got louder and louder and now all he hears in his sleep is Cody. He cannot stand it any longer and since Cody left WWE six years ago because he was not good enough and every single 
day that he was gone, he and his little buddies tried to tear down what he was building. And when that didn't work, he came running back. The, pro the prodigal son returns home to fulfill his family legacy, not on his watch. He says he does not get to be the conquering hero in his kingdom. You don't get to take a sledgehammer to the throne and come back and try to do that, do that to his throne. That's pretty fucking good. Since he's done, does not like him. He does not want to be here. And inside hell in the cell, he's gonna prey on his insecurities. He's gonna he's gonna change him, but he's gonna end him. And they'll finally wake up from the American nightmare. Cody said that he's curious. What is that stopping? Uh, uh, what's stopping him? Three ropes in a barricade. What's stopping? You know, what, why are they waiting? The time for talking is over. Cody tells him to come down. You know, come come talk to him. Seth starts walking down, but then he fucking jumps back up to the bar barricade and jumps back over and he, he laughs. So he tells Cody you'll see him on Sunday. Seth you know, walks away and Cody jumps the barricade. We get a nice lengthy brawl. This went on for a bit. It was decent. It's probably the only match that has really had any intrigue into it. Intrigue, intrigue to it. I feel like there will be more and more AEW jams down the line from the other talents. Like, wait, wait until Cody faces off against Roman Reigns. It'll be on another level, you know what I mean? But I'm glad Seth brought that up. This is pretty good. It feels like we're in the in this era where now WWE will kind of loose loosely acknowledge AEW without mentioning them or some shit, you know? I don't know. It feels like um, the only match that kind of worth the damn on the pay review as far as the build goes. I'm sure Cody's going to bleed buckets in this match. Some people, some people actually thought Bray Wyatt was going to be returning to cost him the match because Wyatt is leaving cryptic messages on social media, like I said before. And it's almost, like, almost being time. But I, I, I hope he doesn't come back to WWE. I hope he shows up anywhere else. But, like, you know, it has me thinking if Bray will... Like, it could be one of those discourse things that Bray Wyatt doesn't end up going back after all this. You know what I mean? And then we'll end up hating him for going back and all that shit. I don't know. But I, I, I just think Cody should win this one and then just go on to win Money in the Bank. Who knows? But I hope this feud is done afterwards. Like the other people I want to see Cody feud with, you know what I mean? I thought this uh, should have closed the show, but they had uh, they had that for MVP and Lashley and Omos. So you found out last week on Raw Talk. I think maybe I missed a promo later on in the program, but MVP said the stipulation he's picking is a handicap match between him and Omos versus Lashley. Since, you know, they can pick the stipulation. So the contract setting happened, MVP tells Lashley could not have come to this. He did everything for him. He got him things he didn't even know he wanted. But at Hell in a Cell, he will receive a brutal beating and he and Omos will put on him. He says the Almighty Air exists because of him and nothing is nothing without him. And it's fate that Hell in a Cell, it comes to an end once and for all. Lashley tells him that it's a wonderful story, but that, that he never needed him. He says MVP was a leech who needed him to stay relevant. And then, you know, MVP says, sign the contract. Lashley says they considered him a friend. MVP said I considered him a brother. Lashley uh, says even the contract says a handicap match. This is just a, his opportunity to send both of them to hell. And then he signs the contract, and then they, they all sign the contract, essentially. Pierce is official. MVP says no one wanted to wait to hell in the cell. And then, you know, they all stand up. Lashley throws the table out to the outside. Security gets in the ring. And then uh, here's where the security beatdown was nothing compared to what Wardlow has been doing for the last several months or so. But then when that gets out of the way, Cedric uh, Alexander attacks Lashley. Um, because this guy won't fucking give up on on anything. Uh, almost goes for a splash, but Lashley moves. Then he gets he he slams Alexander into the mat. Um, 
Um, Omos then gets a big boot on Lashley. MVP gets some shots in. Omos grabs a table and places it in the corner. And then he he tries to do something to Lashley, but Lashley uh, lands on his feet. And he ends up spearing Omos through the table. And that's how you end the show. I like the promo exchange, but I have not been feeling this feud since it began. I really don't know what, what can you do to get this... Be- to be interesting. I was not really feeling this, you know, in general. Overall, the show is okay. Nothing really special. I did like the first match. I did like the Cody Seth promo. Nothing else in the show is really worth the time, really, to tell you the truth. This company is lucky. I have no fucking life whatsoever. Otherwise, I'd be consuming other fake shit like politics and other sports organizations and all that. So let me, uh... My hand's asleep, so let me, uh, rest my fucking stupid fucking phone here, um, yeah, so, let me go right here, so, to NXT, this will be, this will be really, this will be really quick right here, I don't, again, there's a, there's a pay-per-view for In Your House, this one, I, again, I, I'm, I don't think I'm gonna be watching that one, I, I mean, I don't think I'm gonna be watching it fully, you know what I mean, probably gonna do a quick recap of it, Let's go over NHT real quickly. Another go-home show for pay-per-view. One of the worst contract signing segments that took place. It made the final second on Raw. Raw seem like Andre versus Hulk Hogan. Uh, goes quickly. I, I, I don't even know if I'm going to recap the In Your House show. But, you know, I'll probably, I'll probably end up going over it quickly. There's nothing really appealing about it to me. They're really making it clear that Strong is going to end up being ousted from his role in Diamond Mine more and more. I wonder when I wonder when he does. Will it randomly be announced that he's leaving the company, or does it? Do they advertise beforehand? Like it would not shock me if it gets revealed randomly this weekend or some shit. When you know beneath the surface, they're already ready to go when they're needed to go when it's convenient, you know, or something. So Roddy tells the crew to take take the night off while him and Damon are the one that will fight. You know, pretty deadly. They ended up, you know, they ended up coming out anyways later to try to help you know, in the match, but, you know, they're preventing title from being used on Strong, but pretty deadly won anyways. Later, Roddy was pissed off about this. Ivy defended them by saying Julius took the belt shot, and then Roddy still, like, says that he is a leader. He tells the creative they don't, if they lose to pretty deadly, they're out of diamond mind. I hope they win, and when Strong says, like, they can stay, they decide to kick him out. Even Damon Kemp was not really feeling what Strong was doing, even though he's kind of, like, you know, he was recruited by Strong personally, right? And, by the way, pretty, um, it was a pretty, he's a, he, um, Damon Kemp is pretty decent in the ring. Ivy, Ivy Nile did face Kiana James. They had a confrontation backstage, a brief one, and Kiana James looked like if this were a WCW 2000 reboot, she would play the updated Stacey Keebler with the way that those glasses looked. Um, but Ivy beat her, pretty deadly come out and cut a promo about her, the Creed's losing, and the Creed's come out and brawl with, brawl with the pretty deadly. They set up the match between Waller and Briggs, he was putting over Tiffany Stratton, putting down Fallon Henley, and Briggs shows up and they had a match where Waller won, then Von Wagner with Stone and Sophia, you know, Von looks like, Von looks like, by, by the way, he, he's dressed like, like, he's dressed, like, with, with, like, black leather vest, right? And, you know what I mean? Like, he has a black leather vest and, like, you know, like, like kind of like, you know, Barry Windham kind of in a way, right? But, like, then if Young Rock did an episode about being at a WWE house show in the, in the, in the late 80s and you needed someone to play Barry Windham as a Widowmaker, like, the, the Von Wagner would be playing him, basically. I'm sure, you know, I'm, I'm sure, like, the, I'm sure they'll get Von Wagner to play Barry Windham in general, like, in a... 
since you're gonna have the Rock, you know, be uh, you know, part of the WWE and Young Rock, whatever. I don't know. Uh, where was I? We just did a good video package to set up the you know finals for the breakout tournament. I gotta say, Tiffany's character is set, um in in this setting is actually really well done. It's it's a good character to have, but it's just too bad it's on this brand. Like, like her s s entitled way of ju justifying replacing Nikita, then talking about accomplishments. You know, it's pretty it's pretty decent. Roxanne's promo made me feel fucking old. Whenever they say shit like I was like a little girl watching the first season of Stranger Things, I was like, how fucking old is this person? Feel, I feel like a complete shithead watching with how old I am compared to some of these people on the roster, really. I don't want to uh, recap the stupid Sopranos porn parody sit down between the Godwin Tasman and Tony and his crew. I think they, they, they set up a match with the losers having to be part of the other's family. I think the person who gets pinned, this is going like, to be fucking stupid. Cora beat Lopez in a not-so-good match. These two don't really have good chemistry. Wesley cut a promo about how his match with Zion, his match with Zion, how he's not sure about it. Sangha gave some words of encouragement, and then he won by playing possum. We had Gacy and Braun promo separately. Gacy talks about Braun and his family, about Rick Steiner and how Braun would watch his dad perform and then fight with his brother, which he says Rick let it happen. Joe says Braun took his rage into the gridiron and gave new meaning to the term red zone. He decided his aggression needed to come to the squared circle where he became a two-time champion. And then he says he learned all his information from the time he spent with the kidnapped wreck. He says Braun's family settles things with Fist and tells Braun to bring the Fury in your house to give him what he deserves. He says he's more important to get, it's more important to even uh, it's more important than even than even to get a win with the match. And then Braun needs to go outside the rules for his family's sake. And then he says one way or another the title's coming home with him. And then Braun's watching this with like you know the the interview of Mackenzie. About you know, he says that he's not losing, he's not losing the title, and then Gacy's laugh echoes through the fucking locker room, and then Braun fucking almost was about to smash a monitor, but then he held up and he said, uh, "So maybe Gacy is right, he is predictable, but you know what? It's a strength, and he'll rip Gacy's part um, apart in your house." I hope Braun just wins and moves on, but something tells me Gacy is going to be the one that will take the title. And maybe Braun wins it back from him and he'll become a three-time champion since the reigns have all been shorter and shorter and watered down and less meaningful as the brand keeps going. We saw a vignette from G Giovanni Vinci or whatever. We we don't see her actually, but she's speaking in a different language, kind of, you know. It, it, and she, there's like wine being poured in a glass, you know what I mean? I don't know. I thought this was like pretty... I thought it was a shitty commercial at first, you know. I didn't even know it was a vignette. I just heard like, you know, foreign language talking, you know. It sounded like, you know, something, like, something for like a, like, a, like, a, like a new car or whatever or something like that, you know. Uh, you know, um... This was a highlight. Thea Hill. Thea Hill was a highlight for me in, in this show. It's like a two minute, two minute, two second thing. By the way, when they focus on her graduating high school, and now it makes sense why they kept mentioning it because she's shown different hats from that represent different universities, and she throws them all down and puts on a Chase U hat, and you got Chase and a bunch of students celebrating this. Where when it cut to them, like you know what I mean? This was actually genuinely. A funny fucking segment. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like this was genuinely, this was genuinely like one of the. This is like if this was like all the show was, this would have been the greatest fucking show on the fucking planet, really. 
uh, you know, well played. You know, we 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 got the contract signed between Kate and Katana Wendy versus Toxic Attraction for the respective title matches, but the f- promos were so fucking catty and horrible. I mean, I, I, Kaden was the only one who at least made some good effort into this, but J C Jane d- doing the lolly the lollipop guild song was like not what I wanted to hear. Like that's why I started putting on Eddie Kingston's promo from like the AEW fucking buy-in show, basically. When Man- when but when Mandy cut her promo on Wendy, Wendy just spit did, did, did a spitball on her and it started a fucking brawl. And then Mandy went through a table when Wendy did the sleep dive that she does with her hands to her face like when she's asleep. This is one hell of a setup for this fucking matches basically. Solo has Grimes' back if Melo gets involved, etc. In his match with Nathan Frazier. And then Duke boasts about beating Gacy and then Grimes made fun of his haircut to call back to their horrible feud. And then Solo challenges him, and then Solo beats him pretty easy. And then Grimes had a decent match with Frazier and won his. And Milo tried to attack Grimes and kind of fights him off. The main event was good, but this is not a show that I need to really see. I'm sure there will be some highlights from this, but this brand has fucking fallen so badly, in my personal opinion. Like, the promos are not really that great anymore, really, you know. And there you have it. A fucking NXT shit. Anyways, I'm gonna fucking go. Thank you for listening to this fucking shit, I guess. I don't know. Who gives a shit at this point?